Welcome back to Resistance Chicks. I'm one of your hosts, Michelle. Leah is coming shortly. She went to go put up a dog chew so that we don't have any dog fights today while we're doing our amazingly epic show. You will probably see a, um, a dog or two coming in and out because they are extremely whiny today, but we're going to do the best we can with our awesome world news show. Nuckies. You know, my favorite title, I feel like this has been coming for a long time, is Game. Leah, Leah sent, sends me this title, Game Over for Zelensky. I'm very curious to see where this show goes because I have no idea what we're going to talk about um, in that front. So I'm like, okay, game over. For, are they? Are we? Has the war in Israel encompassed all war? So we don't get any other war. Zelensky, no more war for you. No more war for you. No more war for you. <laughs> no kidding. It's no more war for him. Okay. Yeah, the UN and uh, the uh, European and US, uh, their governments are saying um, no more war for you. You're you're. You're, you're, um, this is, you know, this is really we're breaking sad. up. That, that's what it feels like. We have a new girlfriend. I know. And Zelensky's over here like, I still love you. Don't leave me. <laughs> my okay. heart was, no, but, you broke in my heart. But seriously, does this, does this mean that, that their plans for Ukraine are not going to come to fruition? Cause I know they were going to build back better over there and no, make um, it like their money laundering a, capital. Is, this is a soft landing. Okay. Uh, this is the soft landing. They knew they were always, they, there was no winning in Ukraine. And so I probably a better title would be like game starts now for Zelensky because before it was. So this pretend. is not sad for him. You think he's happy now he's, that they're going to get started. Now they get, now we get to start bringing all the good things, build up, make happy it'll place. Take, it, you know, I think that nothing is ever as cut and dry as you want it to be. And so we have to um, kind of, do a, a lot of inference in okay. these situations. So I do know that Zelensky was very excited, almost too excited about having BlackRock and all these different um, companies come in and build back better. In order to create the modern society that a lot of people want over in Ukraine, you had to level the buildings. Yeah. Well, they, it's, it's safe to say they're leveled. And so for everybody over there saying, you know, Israel, oh my gosh, you're leveling buildings, blah, 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 to rebuild back better. Guys, that's what humanity has done for, like, literally thousands of years. Okay? They go in. Why do you think they go in and, like, burn a town down? Because they want to build it back their own way. Oh, you mean like Lahaina? Like Lahaina. I'm thinking more on, like, Roman, the, the Roman conquest. Uh, if the con boot conquest. fits. Yes. And that's kind of what colonialism is all about. But, because, I mean, when you think about the... Algeria with the French French Algeria or you think about um, India a lot of people say but they did good things right they build infrastructures that's what China is doing in Africa right now but they build infrastructures right there wasn't there's not much in Africa actually to um, destroy or take down so they're just building up but in Europe there's a lot of old buildings and Michelle you as a you know, where is amateur carpenter or, or oh, okay. electrician, you know that if you can get things down to the studs, it's a lot easier. Absolutely. To to build something from scratch and kind of and kind of retrofit something. So I think that I don't know what part Zelensky is playing in all this. If he's happy or if if, if in the part that he is has played for so long, mm -hmm. he's going to be sad. You know, if you've played. Um, no, I think he's totally ready for his new role mm. of like king. I don't think he really wanted to be the war guy. 
Mm-hmm. I mean, I think it's really a, it's a here's the deal. We know that Zelensky is a role player, mm-hmm. and I think that he's tired of playing the war role. I think he that he's ready to move on. Um, and clearly, I don't know what's going to happen with his wife because she's tired mm-hmm. of just everything. I think at this point of all the fake and phony mm-hmm. in this that's going on there. Yeah. So yeah, so this is going to be interesting to see. I know that you came up with the title "Game Over" for Zelensky, but I think you're right. It's more of game start or a new game, new game, new level. reset. We're leveling. He's leveling up. Now mm-hmm. I get to move on to be oligarch. Yeah, so we'll see, though. They might push uh, him out of the way. They might bring in somebody new. They often do that. You know, Saddam, every, every one of I these guys. I didn't realize how little of a guy he was until we saw him standing, was it next to Biden the other day? I was was like, it? It was somebody else. He was okay. standing next to somebody, and I was like, wow, you're a little man. Mm. I bet he's like 5'2". Mm. He's a really small guy. Mm. Interesting that they would, it's like he's got like a Napoleon thing. He does. All right, so if you. Bit. So I don't have anything up yet. I have to okay. pull it up still. I don't. I don't need you to. Uh, oop, Literally, there's no window. I'll oh, bring you up yet. a window and then uh, bring up my Twitter. It's the last tweet that I think I tweeted out uh, while I'm uh, getting up the other tabs here. And we can play. I mean, it, you guys. Um, he's a good actor, by the way. Yeah. I mean, he kind of he kind of fooled me on the whole. Hey, we're anti-corrupt thing. I have to admit, you know, in the very beginning. Oh, Ukraine, because because we repented of that, by the way. We it was a psyop, right? When it said that he was going against the corruption. Right. We didn't know that the corruption was actually the non-corruption. Is this or just want? a little bit of corruption. One more down. Here okay, we go. Hang on. Yes, here's the list. You guys tell me if he's happy about this, if he's sad, if he's really um, crying rivers of tears, breaking mm. up with his girlfriend. We'll see. I'm not. I'm not. I do. No, here's the thing. I do think that there's a part of him that really has enjoyed being front and center. (laughs) Of course he has. So if he's not going to be front and center, then I think that there will be, you know, it's kind of like, you know, when you're Sandra Bullock and you have to start playing the mom. Yeah, that's President President Zelensky. NBC News is reporting that U.S. and European officials have begun quietly talking to your government about what possible peace negotiations with Russia might look like to end this war. Have you personally been involved in these talks? And what's the status of these talks? A lot of different voices around us. I heard a lot of different voices and emotions and uh, without any contradictory and propositions, a lot of different things. But as for me, I don't have, for today, I don't have any, any relations with Russians. And they know my position. That is the position of my country. That is the position of our people. We don't want to make any dialogue with terrorists. And the President of the United States and Congress, bipartisan support, all these people, they know that I am not ready to speak with the terrorists because their word is nothing. Nothing. We can't trust terrorists because terrorists always come back. Do you think that he <clears throat> I really I, I do think that in that particular video he's he does he really puts on the accent. I mean puts on the accent. Do I you think, think he's he got a better way better, better English? English. I think that was one of the things that we were talking about when uh in the very beginning that he does speak better English but on a lot of a lot of times he um he he kind of speaks what I call um 
Ukrainian speak so that the people think that, you know, this earth, you know, the terrorists only come back. I think that I, I've heard him speak better. And so it's just interesting when I hear his inflections okay. and which, which, which persona he's trying to put on. He is an actor, right? by the way. Nothing he says is ever from himself. That's what I mean. So, like, it's kind of like when you know sometimes put on a little accent here and there. You know, you just want to kind of be... <laughs> I'm a little bit from the south here, okay? All right, and then we go a little bit north, hey y'all, or not, not y'all. Well, my don't, don't you know? Don't you know? My nana gonna put on her uh, northern accent, don't you know? You're getting a little I'm Irish there. What good. is well, wrong Irish, with you today? First to of all, you're that. not an actor, as we can clearly see. <laughs> um, I, I, I have a video um, here that I'm putting to the side because it's not world news. If you guys don't know, on Sundays we do like a world news program. We try to stick two things that are happening around the world because things are happening around the world and it's very important to the rest of you uh, in other nations, uh, whether you're in Australia, Canada, uh, some of you in English-speaking nations. I've got a really cool video I want to play for you um, later. I kind of want to end. I got two, sent two videos on uh, so, like um, Arabs and um, Jews singing together and some uh, Messianic Jews in, in Israel. And I just kind of want to leave with a, with, on, a, on a good note but before we get to that good note, did you know that um, the the Capitol, again, was stormed? But it wasn't the Capitol. Oh, it was the Capitol okay. as in the White House was stormed. Did you know that? Uh, we're about to find out. Yeah, so the, the United States Capitol, which I call the White House, was stormed. Oh, dear. The, uh, it, was, it was the fourth horrible thing since 9-11. Really? We had our fourth... Fourth nine eleven, okay. I'm and trying to find your tweet here. You're all over the place with these tweet. With these, I know tweets. I didn't have time to put them all together. So you're just gonna have to find the one that. But says, you haven't even pulled it up here. I do. Okay. Yeah. So the White House north northwest entrance has been smeared with red paint, and protesters are pushing on the gate. March for Palestine. So this is okay though. I don't think a lick of those people are gonna be arrested. No, no, none. I of think them will I think be. they'll get repar reparations. <laughs> I think. I think if a police puts a handcuff on them, they're going to get an apology. Yeah, probably. Can you explain to me, uh, what is all the red blood on the bricks there on the right That's and the left? That's supposed to represent Palestinian. Okay. Somebody explain to me. What they are expecting the White House to do? Are we supposed to just bomb Israel, or I mean, cut not complete, stand, not complete, stand with Israel, not stand? Mm -hmm. But what have we done so far aside from just say we're standing with Israel? What are we doing in well, the physical? Well, we're standing unequivocally with Israel. And they this did it pass the? Um... Are we sending the aid? All that that big big money that was you know kind of like bye bye bucks for Ukraine. Now it's going to Israel. Is that what we're doing? Uh, yeah, so the economic aid to Israel bill, the House approves uh, $14.5 in military aid. Okay. $14.5 So that's absolutely, it's, it's that huge. That is huge. Yeah. It's huge. It's a, it's a heck of a lot of money. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, it's, but here's the thing. What's sent, the game, though, here? I mean, this goes back to, you know, the Rothschilds funding both sides of the war. This is, to me, just child's play mm -hmm. for these protesters. I'm like, you do realize that our government is on both sides. What is wrong with you people? Like, do they really not know that? <clears throat> These protesters. Do they really not know that the government is, do is on both sides of this? 
They do not. They they absolutely do not know that the government is on both sides. That's kind of a very good way to put it. And I think that you guys, what we need to do is we need to stay in. We need to keep our heads out. of We're going to stay side. in sanity land. No one leave. Okay, this is lockdown on sanity land. You are required to stay. We're yeah. not leaving. Yeah. Okay. You're only allowed to have people come in who need rescuing. Yeah. No. That's that's so true. Thank you so much for saying that this is this is sanity land and we must stay in sanity land. You cannot side with either side at this point. Um, you do not get to no, this is one of those moments again where I'm actually kind of um I'm actually kind of What's glad this? Can we play this? Uh n- not yet. Okay. Not yet. Not yet. All right. So You've got a lot of things happening over there. I'm going to... Blinken, Secretary Blinken. You just pulled up a whole nother host of tabs, didn't you? Yeah. You're mean. I wasn't finished yet. It's just all zero hedge. It'll be fine. U.S. I have to go State, get them all. Okay. I wasn't done yet. I see that. I'm going to uh, close out this US, window. I'm going to start again. Okay, let's start again. U.S. Secretary of State Anthony Blinken is on another multi-day tour of the Middle East where he has told Abbas he asked Israel to use smaller bombs on Gaza. Just use smaller bombs. Smaller bombs. Smaller bombs. Where, where the time, uh, where this time Arab leaders have finally acquiesced to meet with him as the Gaza crisis continues at a moment when the IDF says that the Gaza city is surrounded. On Sunday, Secretary Blinken uh, uh, visited Ramallah in the Israeli-occupied West Bank to meet with President Mahoud Abbas of the internationally-backed Palestinian Authority, the PA. Blinken reportedly told Abbas that the U.S. is pressing Israel to minimize civilian harm and had some interesting ideas on how they could do that. Blinken had previously again met with Netanyahu Friday, where, according to fresh reports, he pressed the Israeli prime minister to use smaller bombs. U.S. officials told the Israelis that they could reduce civilian casualties if they improved how they targeted Hamas leaders, gathered more intelligence on Hamas command and control networks before launching strikes, used smaller bombs to collapse the tunnel network, and employed their ground forces to separate civilian population centers from where the militants concentrated. Blinken, of course, stressed Israel's right to defend itself, but also pressed for a humanitarian pause. In in Ramallah, he vowed to Abbas that the U.S. would step up humanitarian aid efforts to the besieged Gaza Strip. According to the latest grim figures, up some 1.5 million Gazans are now internationally displaced. The uh, Palestinian Authority leaders have changed that uh, charge that Israel is conducting ethnic cleansing, also by encouraging Palestinians to leave the entire northern half of the Strip while under bombardment. Abbas has yet to publicly condemn Hamas's 7, uh, October 7th terror attack, and they're not going to. They will not condemn it. They, this was their plan. Here's the thing. This is what um, the the world is looking at right now, and I've got a little puppy right here. Oh my goodness! This is what the world's looking at. I'm going to show you some tunnels. They are all around and all under Palestine. I don't know who um, who this needs to go to, and I think Israel realizes this. Um, oh, wrong dog. There is no peace happening here, you guys. It's not happening. I hate to tell you this. There's no peace. There's no peace negotiations happening. There's no ceasefire. There's, this is, all we can do is report on what's happening. But your answer is only going to be 
salvation in Jesus. I'm telling you, this is one of those Jesus help us moments. And <laughs> what just fell? A book. Oh, sorry, Gaddy. Michelle knocked the book on. I phone. didn't knock it over. It just fell. All right, would you bring this up? This is a, I, I hope it's okay to play RT on Facebook. Um, I want to take you inside of Hamas's tunnels. The whole underground of Palestine are these tunnels. And if you think for one minute that you can separate Hamas out of this Palestinian territory, I, I got another thing coming. It's, it's just not going to happen. I mean, is anybody being realistic here? I mean, I do know that the amount of Palestinians left that do not want Hamas are... I don't believe that they're a majority of people. Maybe you can just turn it down. Just turn it all the way down and we'll just read it. We'll see what people see. And then There's no reading. There will be. Shoot. Okay. I've got another video. This is the one that you gave me. There's no subtitles. No, I know. I posted it on my own um, profile. Wait, oh, is this oh. guy speaking English? Hang on. No. No, there okay. was one. I went and I went to try to find this one. Okay, I can actually... There were subtitles for this. You can just play it and you can kind of... Uh, the There were subtitles in the last one I had. So these are the tunnels. These are the these warriors. and They're ready to fight at any given moment. These and this was a video from three years ago. Mm -hmm. This is not from now. Right. This is from year three years ago. This these these guys like live down here. This is where the hostages are supposedly being kept right now. Okay. They are always ready for war. I don't know how you. They they're concrete. They have concreted everything about this. I mean, it is. I I don't know how you blow these things up. I don't know how you get rid of the tunnels. This these warriors are ready. They they they. They're this is what they live, sleep, and, and they're pulled out. Where does Hamas come from? Hamas comes from the Palestinians living there. They pull these kids in into being fighters. There's a constant flow of fighters to be joining. It's not like there's just like it, it, the, the Hamas is a um, a another foreign government. Like France is inside of you, the UK, and let's just get rid of France. Okay, they're coming up from the Palestinians. It reminds me of the Zealots. Yes. In, in like 70 AD, you know, or yeah. even before the Jewish Exactly, zealots. exactly. So they, they live for this. They breathe for this. All their warriors that have died, I, I, I guess, before them, I don't know if that, if that's what's on the walls. They didn't address that when I was reading the subtitles um, earlier this week. But this is, this is who the, this is their life. Okay, These, this is deep inside the tunnels right now. Uh, the, the Israeli hostages are being kept. All right. There's no like, how do you go and get these sausages? And what nobody has said, everybody's crying over the the civilians being bombed. But the, the Palestinians have not said have not come to the table and said anything it's, at the very end. You can see how they dig on this scroll, scroll back like 30 seconds or whatever. Um, they're still making them. Year after like day after day, it's kind of, they got guys on the tunnels. It, it's like their whole network of tunnels underneath the city. And that's what they do. They just they they got a, they got guys and they're just digging them out and then they fill them with concrete. Like this this wow. is what they live, sleep, and eat and breathe and do. Wow. This is their this is they, they, this. There's no getting around this. The tunnels are gonna. I mean, how do you destroy all these tunnels? Uh, how, what, how, what did he say on that? Um, it's right there. How many? Uh, Fifty meters deep. Wow. 
50 meters deep. And this no, is what we were talking about when we when we said that they they have these headquarters underneath the hospitals. That's not difficult to do because you've just dug and then you make a headquarters. And there. the entrances and often a lot of these entrances are within Palestinian civilian homes. Oh wow, yeah, sure. So what are like? I I would like people's suggestions. So Hamas comes in and does this attack, and what I'm hearing from a lot of people is that that attack did not start there. Okay, wait a minute. So I did not know that kidnapping innocent women and children and paragliding into a rock concert was a current acceptable means of war. Mm -hmm. When did the international community, I knew it, it was so crazy because I, it was, I felt a force that when Hamas attacked Israel, at first, we saw all the people standing with Israel, standing with Israel. And then, I'm telling you, there has been a demonic shift. Yeah. There are lies from hell, okay, that is a cognitive dissonance that there are not innocent people on both sides. Absolutely. Right. The only innocents are Palestinian children. Right. But there are no... But well, you see this because the vitriol, and we played this on Friday, we played it last Sunday, when you... Right now, a lot of people, like, um, are posting the pictures of the Israeli hostages in the United States or in other Western nations. They've got their pictures up. And in these other Western nations, whether it's the UK or whatever, the pro-Palestinian protesters will try to rip down the pictures of these the host innocent hostages. Right. What is that? That would even? be the equivalent of Jewish people tearing down pictures of um, Palestinian children who were hurt. Right. Okay. So I just... It's demonic. It is demonic. And so I want to kind of go over... Um, let's see. What do I've got? Where am I going to start here? So we, we, we watched what's going on in, in Washington, D.C. Yeah, I'll go ahead and play this. Now, this video can be seen, and hopefully, again, I can play this RT video. We'll see. Uh, if I got to, whatever, I, to, to both sides can watch this video mm -hmm. and come to completely different conclusions that who is the bad guy? Who's the bad guy? Who is the right argument in this? Right. Put this in the chat. Two people can watch the same video and come up and say the the first guy has the right argument and the second guy has the right argument. Watch I this. Mean, first of all, you know, all this. Give the land back. How many times have we heard over the course of many, many, many years, give the land back to the Palestinians? Well, when Israel fought wars and took uh, the Sinai and the Gaza, they took it from Egypt. When they took Jerusalem and they took the West Bank, they took it from Jordan. And when they took, of course, the Golan Heights, they took it from Syria. So when they say give it back to the Palestinians, um, they didn't have it when Israel took it in these wars. So I guess the Arab countries stole it from the Palestinians. That's number one. Yeah. Why does not one country in the entire Arab world not want to help their brothers and take them in, spread them out? You don't all want them in Egypt. You don't all want them in Jordan. You don't want them in Syria. You don't want them in Saudi Arabia. Wait, wait, There's a million countries. This, spread this, them out. Nobody wants to help them. Why? This is a difficult. I'll tell you what. Let's let's pause for a moment. For a moment. Thank you. I'll answer one simple sentence. 
Make your Why point. Make have, your point. But we we're going to. Why any of the European countries or the United States want Jews before the Nazi Holocaust? Maybe, maybe the Jews were like the Palestinians. They were so horrible. They were so vicious. They were so bestial, or as the current Israeli government calls them, human animals. Maybe that's why none of the European countries and the United States didn't want them. Do you think that's the reason? This is not easy. This is not easy, but I'm we're going to have to... I'm curious. Gentlemen... Do you think that's the reason? You're smiling, but your stupid smirk won't change the fact that the very argument you used was like used me, by do you, Hitler. Sir? Yeah, the same no, argument you used was used by Hitler I'm a Jew, to justify the and you extermination don't like Jews, of the Jews. You? Gentlemen, your argument, your argument was used by Hitler to justify the extermination of the Jews. Nobody What's my argument? What's my argument? Nobody What's my wants argument? them As because what? they're so terrible and so horrible. You're a Nazi. Speaking now <laughs> in those kinds of arguments. The, the funny, this, this has become very contentious. We're going to take a break. I want to thank you both. Oh, wait, I'm going to finish. Not it. On my Doctor, part. I want to thank Dr. Norman Finkelstein about. Uh, as well as uh, Steve Malls. Okay, so the second guy, the Norman Finkelstein, who is, I'm looking him up, he's an activist, he's a Gaza activist. He um, He's a Jew. Both of these were Jewish guys. Okay. If you are pro-Palestinian, you're going to think that Norman's response was perfect. Oh my gosh, why did he's framing it as in now see the United States treated the there were many reasons why the United States did not take Jewish refugees, but it's not because they believed that they were dangerous. Right. They did they the Jewish people were not armed and they had no history of violence. Yeah. They had no history, long history of bombing terrorist attacks or anything like that. That that is a moot argument. It makes no sense. That you can't I can't debate with somebody like that who brings up that kind of argument because um that makes no sense. We all know why the world does not want to take the Palestinians. There's there's two reasons why. Because number one, they want to keep the Palestinians there. Because they want the land back and they want Israel. And as long as the Palestinians are there occupying that land, then they can continue to use them as pawns 100%. to, 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 to um, hammer Israel. They right. are their kind of buffer there on, on the Holy Land. Right. If they take in the Palestinians, if they actually cared about any... Here's the thing. If you have to leave... If I have to leave Ohio for Kentucky, if things are crazy in Ohio... Let's say that there's all kinds of war and everything happening in, in Ohio, but Kentucky has peace, okay? But I don't want to leave Ohio because I want to fight for Ohio. Yeah. Right? Is it do I want to stay and fight or do I want peace? But we can't say that we, we want peace. That's not, I just want a peaceful existence. We just need a peaceful existence for the Palestinians. That's not the goal here. Right. That's not the goal. That's not the goal here. And that is actually the goal for Israel. And I'll tell you why. Because Israel has its toy. So I, they are happy to have you have peace. Mm -hmm. They have their land. Okay. If it were reversed, 
you know, for, for 2000 years, the Jewish people never even they, they were not. And this is what a lot of pro-Palestinian Jews will say. Jewish people are not fighters. I don't know what they stopped reading the Old Testament somewhere. Okay. The, the new Jewish people are fighters. Okay. The ones in Israel, the ones outside of Israel who are not Zionists, as we've listened to some of their arguments saying Jewish people are not fighters. That's why we lost in World War II. We don't take up arms. We don't fight. And a lot of people decided, you know what? Never again. We're taking up arms. We're going to fight. And we're going to, we're going to conquest the Holy Land. And we want it. And, and we're going to make these alliances. And we're going to make it happen. And they made it happen. And now Israel exists. Right. Now Israel exists. If you are to break up Israel, from the river to the sea, Palestine will be free is not a proper statement, okay? Because like he just said, do you guys understand when Jordan was formed, when Lebanon was formed, okay? These, th this area was just kind of a, a vast desert of not a lot of people, okay? And the, the, the British Palestinian Authority came in and the French, the, you, you understand how it was all broken up into different pieces, and then when these different countries came in, when, when Egypt and Jordan and Syria came in to attack in, this, in, the, in the Six Days War, then Israel took land from people who attacked them. Those are, that's called rules of war. Yeah. Israel took that land from Egypt, Jordan, and Syria. Right. They took it. You attacked them. They took land. That's how this works. This is... Do you understand that, like, God didn't just press a button one day and say, besides Israel, this land belongs to you in Ireland, and this land belongs to you, and this land belongs to you, and this, and we're going to always go back to the da 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 Every single border that we have is fought by a war of some warlord somewhere. Okay? That's, that is, that is, that is life. I don't know. Did, did history start in the past 50 years or something for you people? These, the, <laughs> whether you like it or not, there's no turning the clock back on Israel being a state. It exists. You have people who do not want it to exist. Has Israel done atrocities? Absolutely. Do the Palestinians have a right to attack Israel and, and have a war? Well, does Russia have a right to attack Ukraine? Does Ukraine have a right to attack them back? And am I supposed to stay out of it? And this whole idea of NATO, of everybody going to war with everybody, you know our founding fathers were not pretty happy about this, although the French came to help us out and kind of put us over the edge on that. They did help a little it bit. Was, it was really nice of them. So thank you to the French, and that's why we got the Statue of Liberty, right? We needed some help. We don't want the Statue of Liberty, by the way. I'm just telling you that's why we got it. Okay. Because they were helping. There's they wanted, other reasons why they we wanted got to it, help with yeah. democracy. Yeah. Sometimes, guys, there's no right and wrong answer. There's only right and wrong actions within, um, within the narrative. All right. Skip. Skip one. Here we go. Uh, we know the hostages. Most of them are inside the goddess city. Let's play this one. Inside and underneath the tunnels. Israeli military in an armored personnel carrier. The Israelis have cut the Gaza Strip in half. They've fought their way to the Mediterranean Sea and encircled Gaza City. They're waiting now for the orders to go farther in. 
Seconds after arriving on the outskirts of Gaza City, the crack of gunfire pierces the air. So right now, we are in the... Israeli troops move carefully over mounds of dirt and debris. They understand Hamas can target them from above and below ground. We find two tunnels, and now we're going to destroy them. In the distance, black smoke billows from the skyline as Israeli forces take positions on nearby rooftops. You can hear that gunfire in the distance. The Israelis are trying to engage anyone who tries to ambush their forces. And the battle is street by street. It is urban guerrilla warfare as Hamas is popping out of tunnels and ambushing Israeli troops. Eight days ago, the Israelis invaded with two missions to hunt down Hamas leadership and bring hostages home. The latter is proving to be far more difficult. We know that the hostages are most of them inside Gaza City and not inside the suburbs area, inside, but inside the tunnels under, underneath the city. We're doing everything in, we can in order to free them. Lieutenant Colonel Gilad Pasternak is fighting his third war. The 38-year-old is in charge of five battalions. His soldiers include those like Jeremiah Wallace, who's originally from Philadelphia. He moved to Israel and joined the army. Now he points to why the war began. We're making sure whatever happened on October 7th never happens again. As the ground war continues, Hamas and Islamic Jihad are still firing rockets into southern and central Israel 29 days into this conflict. Paul? Thank you, Trey. Uh, let's bring... So I do have a, a, a video, which I'm not Let me read a comment here from Scott. I worked on the subterranean program for Department of Defense. There are too many tunnels to blow them up. You have to make them uninhabitable. Deny their use through means of forcing the people to the surface. Mm. So I just, I understand people, and I don't understand if Kanye West unleashed something. Um, but I've never seen so many people um, anti-Israel in my entire life. Um, and I feel that there's always a narrative being pushed. And this is a this is a force, this is a push. Um, this is this is a push from the the far left. I don't know who you want who you want to actually, blame for any of this but right now when you look when all i can do is show you video and i want you guys to make this is kind of what we've been doing go ahead and, and tell me what you think um about some of some of this video that that really stuck really stuck out to me i don't know if i'm gonna if i can play that one yet. anyways um when you see I think this is another one. Um, when you see the college students waving their flags for Palestine yeah. in Washington, D.C., this is what we call um, pushing the button. This is why you send kids, this is why you send your children to public school. So that when they need to hit the button and, and, and have them all, um, they're defacing property, they're outside of the White House. Look how close they are to the White House. I know. They're calling. Um, Generation Gen Z set you free will set you free. Genocide Joe, shame on U.S. Uh, stop genocide in Gaza, river to the sea. Um, it says uh, end racist occupation from um, NYC to Palestine. 
if if you're on these people's side, oh my gosh, did you know a police officer can can smoke a cigar and say good job to the to the protesters? This is also strange. Like, what are we even looking at? Do you know this is happening? If this was far right people, dear God, put putting on the fence. Do you know what we would hear all day, every day? This is this is a controlled situation, and why controlled? I mean, this is why even eighty percent of Christians send their kid to public school. Yeah, the they it, public school is MK Ultra. <laughs> Don't you know it's not true? You know no, it's true. It's true, one hundred percent. So public school MK Ultra's kids, the curriculum MK MK Ultra's children, so that it doesn't work on every child. It doesn't not. It does not work on every person. Does not work on every child. It works on weak-minded people. Right. All right, like the whole Jedi thing worked on weak-minded people. <laughs> this works on weak-minded people yeah. who go with the narrative, who go with the flow. It's so easy to go with the flow. And, and guys, we have them on Trump's side. Yeah. The very manipu- easily manipulated people who are never going to call Trump out on anything, right? We have them on both sides. Our job as Christians is to help you to renew your mind so that when when a COVID narrative comes, you're not swept up in it. Yeah. And when the palace, free, free Palestinian narrative, somebody hit the button and said, go full on. I've never seen anything like this. It used to be pro-Israel, pro-Israel. George Bush was pro-Israel. And now the switch. This is this is the whiplash switch. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now they're hitting us from the other side. So, Leah, Michelle, why are you now talking about this narrative? Okay, because this is this is the the culture push narrative and you never, ever, ever go with the culture push. Right. You never go with the culture push. That is your first. That that's your first line when everyone was agreeing about like, let's listen to Donald Trump's thing. And Donald Trump was so happy to have the whole world united over one thing. That was our first thing where it was like it felt good for one second to have the left and the right united, even with our own friends. It was felt so good. Everybody would sit down and listen to President Trump for one moment. That was our first indicator. Something's not right. Mm-hmm. OK, and they use that to push something or all the world. Yeah, the- because what they do is now your defenses are down. And it's a Trojan horse, essentially. Exactly. Because here's the thing. We as humans are actually designed to get along. Yeah. Okay. It's kind of like dogs, right? Dogs are designed by God to get along. And they'll find a way usually to get along. Here we have here, the Turkish police are dispersing pro-Palestinian uh, protesters near the, um, the uh, how do you say that? In, Kirk, in Kirklik Air Base, which houses U.S. troops. So you have these pro-Palestinians attacking the air base, which houses U.S. troops in Turkey. So for our podcast listeners, I mean, they just look like this is just insanity. And then they've got some gases and some water cannons. So Erdogan is coming out, riling up his people. Okay. And so his people go and attack the people that they can't attack. They can't go to Israel. So they're going to go and attack the um, the the people who are siding with Israel, which would be this is putting U.S. troops in in grave grave danger. By the way, okay, here's another one. I want you to see this other. Skip. You can you can yeah you can see that one if you want. I believe that that's my. Um, we just did that one. No, this was uh, you can read it if you want. This is kind of a Karl's Marx. Um, Happy Socialist Day. He never ran a company. He never held a political office. He was never self sufficient. He never had a job. Every application of his theory has ended in mass murder. Despite all of this, he is idolized by the left. 
So true. All right. So this is Washington, D.C. This is another aerial view of the pro-Palestinian Washington, D.C. This is tweeted out by Elon. Or no, a parody account. Okay, just kidding. This is insane. Where did all these people come from? I want to know. In the United States, and my question is, who's going to tell them this is a Christian country? Who's going to let these people know that you are here by the grace of God and this is a Christian nation. You are under Christian laws. You are under you are under the authority of God Almighty, the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, the Bible, the Constitution, the Declaration of Independence. Wow. You don't get to bring your war here. You don't get to bring your ideologies here. You don't get to set up your terror camps here. Okay? But I would say on the uh, on the flip side of that though, Okay, because we have to cover both sides of this because they're both wrong. I don't understand what the both both side would be. So if they're we just kicked it off and we were talking about these billions that are being sent in aid to Israel. Should we be sending that money? Should we be sending it to anyone anywhere? No, but those people are not there saying don't send money, foreign money or foreign aid because the United States sends foreign money and foreign aid all around the world. That's true. They are saying you need to fight for Palestine. They are That's, there with Palestinian flags. And let's flags. be clear on this. That's exactly what they're saying. They're saying Because we are they, already sending billions of dollars to Palestine as well. They're not saying don't fund Israel. They're saying fight for Palestine. Can we cut through the cheese here? Leah. <laughs> um, okay. So when they say Congress approves a military package yep. for Israel, but an aid package for Palestine, it's a military package for both crazy people. Hello, Hamas controls all the money. They don't say, oh, Hamas, could you let the crackers in? <laughs> it's money and an aid that is used by Hamas. Okay? They're using it. They... They, they were given a $100 million water pipeline and they turned it into rockets. Nothing goes into there as aid to the people from Hamas. Doesn't, Hamas is not a charitable organization. So you don't get to say it's aid for the Palestinian people, but it's military aid to Israel. It's military aid to both sides, you crazy weirdos. Amen. Let me read a couple of comments here. Scott Kesterson says, ask yourself, who is filming? Who runs the camera? It will change everything. He says, hey, mom, guess what we learned in public school today? We learned how to paint red hands on brick walls and make cheap posters with dumb slogans that mean nothing. And I will graduate, too. Rip Baza says, another way to sort out the tunnel issue is when one tunnel is breached, pump in mustard gas. Um, but it's slightly illegal. But we'll deal with hams once, Hamas once and for all. Um, Salty says, absolutely disturbing as J5 plus oneers are still in the gulag uh, for nothing compared to this threat. Wesley says, yes, we as humans are definitely designed to get along. Uh, Salty Mama says, yep, Nazi mob, uh, BS, CIA, Bush, Roker punks. Yeah, they are um, few. We are many, but yet we repeat history. Mm. I want you to do this next video. Okay, again. What is the narrative? Who are the people? Who's pressing the buttons? This is not 1938 Berlin. This is 2023 Berlin. This is Berlin now with Palestinian. I thought the <clears throat> if you don't know that the world is not is is multi multi whatever national. I don't know what to tell you. 
This is a Berlin march. Free, free Palestine from the river to the sea. Palestine will be free. There will no be any Israeli. That's what they're saying. Okay. And why are they saying it? Why is this a push right now? And where happened to COVID? Aren't you people no, afraid of being in crowds? Wait, 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 wait. Because every, like, I know so many people who are really, really sick right now. Uh, really sick. And they've been sick for a month and a half. And my it's friend Jesse just world. got really sick, like, two days ago. Uh -huh. And, like, she's really, really sick. And she's still sick right now. Um, and, and, like, people are getting sick all over the place. And yet, this is okay. It's outside. We're over. No. But that's pretty close. I mean, that is a sea of people. That's crazy. And Why are that? Did you? Berlin is not a. I don't know if you know this, but Berlin, the Berlin is not in the Middle East. <laughs> well, Middle East is coming has come to Berlin. It's a lot of people. Turn it up a little bit. That would shake the buildings that she would change them. Okay. So my question to you is, <clears throat> are, are, are those your people? <laughs> are those your people? I ain't marching in that march, Jack. I'm not going to Washington D.C. with them people. Well, that was they don't have a message. Yes. No, they, those, here's the thing. How is it it's worldwide you thing. can get the same message? It's, it is spiritual. Yeah. The devil has activated his troops. Amen. Uh, Scott's theory is 5G. They are ramping it up, and it's the zombie apocalypse. Sheep only takes a handful of agitators to mobilize a circus of fools. Yeah, but they're, yes, 100%. But this is a whole nother level. Patriot is, Gallery asked is the not, question, is, bigots? This is not a 5G activism. No offense, Scott, to, to your, what you're saying here. And, and maybe it could be a little bit of something. This no, is, I think it's 5G. I'm not saying that it's not 5G. I think that the, the whole thing, what I'm saying is, this is like how, next level. Okay, then how is the 5G activating the whole river to the sea thing? I think what it does is it just activates the insanity in, in people. It's kind of like being drunk. But they were insane before 5G. These people would be marching if there were no 5G. No, but, no, but th no, there, there's a whole lot more people. Do you know there's Germans in these marches? There's Americans in these marches? These are not literally radicalized Islamists in these marches. These are like regular people that have now been radicalized. Yeah, but here we have the majority support for Muslim migration. I'm saying 5G. I'm saying it's all three of it. and four Germans say newcomers hate Western society. <laughs> I don't think they're coming from places where there are no 5G. Yeah. And they hate Western society. But what I'm saying is the people, the regular Joes, the regular Germans, the regular Americans that are right. being. Um, but what I'm saying mm -hmm. is that. In, in, when you're, in taking all of when this. When you're looking at demographics, and I'm on Facebook, so I'm trying to be careful. Okay. When I'm looking at demographics. We're going to be Facebook the, careful. The flood of migrants okay. into these countries. Yes. That those, and it was probably every, every Muslim migrant. True. Was marching there. Yes. Okay. And they didn't, they didn't come. They came with a mindset and a religion and a belief system. One million percent. That 5G did not activate. It just it was already there. Yes. Okay. 
So some 61% of Germans no longer want any migration from Islamic nations. Um, nearly two-thirds of all German citizens want the entire federal government to impose a ban on migration. Berlin's right next to Germany, by the way. Uh, from predominantly Muslim nations. Um, polling conducted by the INSA on behalf of Build Tabloid newspaper showed that 61% of respondents now advocate refusing any more migrants from Islamic countries, with many explaining they no longer feel safe in their own country and believe an increasing number of new arrivals despise German society. And what we what we covered from 2017, basically for like three or four years, was a constant barrage of terror attacks in Europe Yeah, from Islamic radicals, to the point that we were constantly banned on YouTube or not banned but uh, constantly censored we weren't banned until 2020 um, and 2021 the two channels where our videos were constantly censored because you could not say the religion that shall not be named right right now the entire narrative is you may support Palestine that is what you may do mm -hmm. if you push back if you say anything against the religion that shall not be named in this game over for you that means that that is the proper nail to hit yeah if they don't want you to touch it that's the nail okay but germans right now are fed up because they've been fed a, a boat of lies and i don't know if i can even say this on facebook but we're gonna kind of do the best that we can i don't know i don't know i don't know all right Refusing anyone explaining they no longer feel safe in their own country. A majority of voters from every political party except the German Green Party supported a ban on Muslim immigration. The survey was conducted amid an ongoing pro-Palestine demonstrations witnessed in several German cities following the Hamas terror attack. Okay, A total of 60% of respondents admitted the ongoing protest, attending by large numbers of foreign nationals. Large numbers of foreign nationals, okay, sympathetic to the Hamas cause, concerned them. 77% of Germans believe that a growing contingent of the country's migrant population resents German society and Western values. So I'm telling you, that is not a majority at all of Germans or Berliners in those march. No, Be I never said that. Okay, there's only a few because 77% of Germans are not in that march for sure. Mm -hmm. And only a few. These are foreign nationals marching on foreign territory okay. for another foreign but government. This is Facebook friendly and I can read this and I absolutely 100% agree with this statement from Scott. Frequency wars, they increase the magnitude of anger, anxiety, fear, etc. that then allows paid agitators to mobilize them into action. I'm not saying that these are paid agitators, but I will tell you this, that all of this increases and they can ramp that up and That's they can true. increase and ramp up the... the you the, can feel the anger you know in the saying? atmosphere, but I will say this, the atmosphere, I would say is the yes... The foundation is already there for these people. I would say the motive is there, but now to, to to push them forward, all they have to do is turn the dial. I would say you could turn it frequencies possibly. Yes, I'm agreeing with you, but the frequency is spiritual. True. The frequency turned up is spiritual. Yeah. The anger and hate doesn't yeah. start with freak with this, although it can it can be activated. Because I'll tell you what, when you go it's outside alchemy. and you ground, they, this is their witchcraft. When you go outside and ground right. and you're outside and you take your shoes off, right. then you have peace and you'll love but your they brother. Know what they, just like witches of old know what they're doing when they cast spells. These people are utilizing 5G in the exact just, same way. The frequency, whatever I, you want to What like. I can go with you on is the internet. The internet at large. People who are connected to the internet. The, the, um, the messaging through the internet right now. Mm-hmm is causing people to I'm go saying crazy. it's an all front assault in all areas. I'm not pegging Do they it in have any 5G area. in Palestine? 
regardless of what it is, whatever they're using to, whether, here's the deal, 5G, whatever. I'm telling you that all of the electronics, I can stand next to my refrigerator so, but and now, I can stand next to a light bulb. That's true. But now the electricity is cut off in Palestine. But these people are in Berlin. I know, but what's the anger coming from in Palestine? Well, that's, that's clearly demonic. I'm talking to what we were, we weren't addressing what's happening in Palestine. We were addressing these people in Washington, D.C. and the massive amount of, of numbers of people there protesting and the massive amount of numbers of people in Berlin. How are they getting all of these people to be so riled up? It's been years in the making. Well, yes, it's MK Ultra. So, you know, okay, I, I'm not going to take, I'm not going to take a different side. I'm going to take another side. How about this? When Al- when, when Alfred Kinsey unleashed his sexualization of kids, yeah. he unleashed a horde of demons. 100%. And all of these children mm-hmm. just went Halloween trick-or-treating, especially in the United States. Yes. And they were, uh, and they are all these kids, I guarantee you, went to haunted houses. Yeah. And they are, tra- they are, they are being, it, it, I think that even if you cook away all of their electronics, mm-hmm. the demons are there. Mm-hmm. And so they're there now. What I am seeing is on another side. That's why I said it's so multi-pronged if you hit, attack. You can you can you can hit the the uh, the demon, the demonic obviously created the five G to do something. But this is, and if we we constantly if we took down all the five G towers, there will there is still demons because yeah. the, the the but what it is is what the electricity and those those frequencies make it even do make it worse. Okay. But when you think about World War II and the, and the anger and the, the violence of the Nazis, um, they didn't have any internet. Yeah. And how were they so hateful and angry? Mm-hmm. Demonic. Right. right. You know what I mean? You know what the Lord just spoke to me just this very second as you said that? As the gospel has been expanding and we have actually been eradicating the demonic from the earth for the past 2,000 years, that's what we do as Christians, they're having to ramp up their game. They're having to use new tools and new ways. Like Scott says, microwaves, 5G, 4G, the web, TV, radio. Remember when TVs came into people's homes and, and a lot of Christians were like, that's demonic. You're letting, it's a, it's a portal and you're allowing demons. So a lot of Christian families, when TVs came out, even into the sixties and seventies and eighties, were like, we're not allowing that Satan box into our home. Okay. Mm-hmm. Because it's a new tool. Um, he says they all allow demons to embed in people. These are just new tools and the devil will use any avenue whatsoever. And it all boils down to, we are saying the exact same thing. Do you think it's demonic? So whether, whether they're using 5g in Washington, DC, or they're using something else in Palestine or using whatever, well, the, the devil's going to be using every single tool that he has at his our disposal. Our Amish people believe that sickness and flus came as a result of radio waves. Yeah. Isaiah 41 says, I love the computers to listen to shows and connect with my people when I can't in person, but it really is nicer being away from all the electronics and in nature. But then, One million and then my, but my, here's, here's another, I'm just going to throw this out there. What about the Bolshevik revolution with Russia? You're missing the whole point. No, but I'm saying that I feel, I'm, I'm not, that's not my whole point. I'm saying if that amount of evil could get in without, what is the other element? What is the other element going through here? What is the second element that we're missing? Leah, it's just all demonic. Okay. I'm just say, I'm I'm just saying that I know don't argue with me on this. This is I'm not silly. arguing. I'm not arguing. You I'm don't actually need to asking show a another question. Side. This is really like literally because here's the deal. I know this. I never would have met boys online if it weren't for online. 
No, I know. Right? And so I'm not saying this. So we know that it's evil. We know that it's demonic. We know that it lets the devil in. So saying that there's an element of that happening right now. I did say it was whether honestly, these wouldn't these these protests around the world wouldn't happen without the internet. Or without even, but even these frequencies, like I can tell you, even being, there's a reason why we have grounding mats and we have all this stuff, because when we go into trying to take on the devil and we're mm-hmm. completely surrounded by these electronic frequencies, it is very, it's, it's literally like going into the matrix. Well, you know, that, you know, there's a reason why these protests are happening within the cities. I am not arguing with you. I'm, I'm coming from what I'm sensing on, on a different angle, um, but I'm not arguing with you. That's why I'm saying another angle versus Brian says how does the body identify any pathogen coming into the body by its radio signature by reading the signature it can rebroadcast and everyone's body thinks it's under assault hmm. Patriot Gallery says ask God for his mighty power to fill them up with light and truth show them the right thing to do this is another angle from that uh, from a mar- this is not another angle from we haven't shown Germany we showed Berlin so this is they fled um, Syria in Iraq to escape the clutches of ISIS, and they departed Afghanistan due to Al-Qaeda's presence, yet upon reaching Germany, they raised ISIS flags and Al-Qaeda flags, lending support, support to ISIS and Mos terrorists in Gaza and Israel. So these are not Germans. I thought you said we were just in Germany. I'm, okay. I'm, you're throwing me off because you just said we just covered Berlin. We didn't cover Germany, and Berlin is in Germany. These are not your your native-born German citizens. Okay. These are your migrants into the country with ISIS and Al-Qaeda flags. And so my question is, so again, again, my question is, and I do believe this goes to more of a root, in these Middle Eastern countries, you do not have the same amount of internet. But they come, this is the same, this is a, now here's the question is, are you activating that hate with the frequencies in the cities? That's what we're saying. I'm saying that that But hate, you don't think that that hate is going to be in Iran or... No, it's because, already there. The demons are, are the demons already have authority there. They don't have authority here, so how do you get them here? Because every time somebody uses one of these devices, they say, okay, come on in. And so it, this right here, these devices are the open gateway because in the United States, you ain't got authority here. These, these, these de- de- Middle Eastern demons do not have authority here in the United States. So what is making people go completely radical for this stuff? It's the, it's, well, it will find any open door it possibly can get. You and I'm are telling given, you the frequencies are If it. you are given the authority by the governing bodies, then they do have authority. And so when Angela Merkel said, come on in, yeah. she was letting them in. Right. And um, when Joe Biden is keeping our border border wide open, he's letting them in. Right. And so, but we are holding them back. And there are Christians in Germany holding them back. Mm-hmm. There are Christians in the Netherlands holding them back. Right. There are Christians in all these nations. But this is a spiritual war with real people. I think that that, so here's the deal. Just to clarify for everybody that's listening. And then no one likes it when Lee and I take two different sides on something. And I knew what we would today. Um, because there are, there are multiple angles to be It's not a matter seen. of sides. What your primary focus is on this is that this is completely spiritual. I didn't say it's completely. Okay, no. that it's primary. The pri- your primary focus is it's spiritual. But how is the spiritual activating? I don't think that these um, marches would happen unless they saw other marches and they were connecting with each other via their phones and the internet. Right, but I'm saying, but but the other element to that is 
I know that when I get around these towers and I get around these actual frequencies, there's a reason why Patriot Gallery is always like, hey guys, stop focusing on frequencies because it's they're not of God, right? The devil is using this stuff. It's mm -hmm. not good. There's a reason why our phones do not actually receive 5G. We have it set that way. And I don't know when we're going to have to give that up, but like we don't want that. Why? Because I don't we want have it a 4G in my SIM card. I don't want that in we my cannot, in my body around my I don't, because I know what it does to your psyche, to your body, to all of that. So I'm I am going, yeah, I, I know that they are utilizing every tool at their disposal. And this is one of them. So I'm not going to show you this video, um, but um, Hamas snipers were reportedly killing dozens of women and children in the streets, targeting those attempting to travel from the north to the south. And uh, those displaying white flags as a sign of peace. Similar acts have previously been attributed to Palestinian Hezbollah terrorists in Syria. They do not want civilians to leave. They want to use them as human shields and kill anyone who attempts to leave. Hamas terrorists in Gaza will, as usual, blame Israel because it is easy. There are a lot. Uh, and so uh, that is a video. Um, this is a um, Middle Eastern correspondent. He's got half a million followers. Um, he's a journalist. And that was what he was reporting there. Um, and I saw the video and you could see that it was not, you could see that the, the individuals were killed one by one mm. on a, an, an abandoned road going South. Wow. And it was not a bombing from Israel. It wasn't Shoot. like a bomb. These people were killed by Palestinian, oh um, army members saying, don't flee. Cause they need your bodies yeah. to show on line to get yeah. people to march in the streets. Yeah. That's so you disgusting. can't leave if you're right. going to you're be trapped. if you are going you can't go anywhere. They this is this is what I'm trying to say. The Palestine has literally blocked off all exit routes. Egypt has blocked off entrance. Jordan has blocked off entrance. They know that Israel has to respond, and yet the world is saying Israel is harming innocent civilians. Now, if we condemn Israel, because if they knew that the attack was going to happen, right, they are just as guilty. But we cannot that that we can that we can and should discuss. But to say ongoing right now mm -hmm. is not just one country, right. but the entire Middle East right. saying stay because we want you injured so that we can show your picture online so that even now the Glenn Greenwalds and all the lefties and the Syrian girls and um, the Candace Owens will say, oh my gosh, look what Israel's doing to the children and the innocent civilians. When the Hamas wants those pictures. Because they want Israel to stop bombing because this is this is this is all about proportional response. Well, and let's let's break this down a little bit. They want bit. to get away with what they did. They still have hostages. What's their game? They still have hostages. What is their game? What's their end game? What do they want? What did they think would happen when they went in? Even if Israel let them in, they still were the guys who went in. They've been planning this for months. What was their game plan? Okay, because to say that, oh, Israel is funded by Hamas and they're doing this together, that's stupid. Okay, there are people, we know that the entire Middle East wants that holy land because they want Israel and they do not want the Jews in Israel. And so, yes, as the Palestinians would be happy to have Israel bomb and show pictures of kids, is it po possible or probable that Israel would, would you know, play up attacks on them absolutely that's why you can't take a side and that's why you have to be able to say what's happening right now 
that's what Palestine is doing. That's what the whole Middle East is doing. Iran is doing is saying, don't let these people go. I want I want you guys to understand something. And I think you guys do, but I'm going to say it anyway because it's worth noting. The ideology that believes that you get rewarded for sacrificing your life for the mission, for the end goal. This is that ideology. Mm -hmm. This is where we get suicide bombers from, all of the things. And it's not just for getting 17 virgins because we have women that do this stuff too. And I would say that Israel is so used to seeing Palestine use their people that it's possible they're like, well, let's use our people. Yeah, but I wasn't going there right now. What I'm saying is to Hamas does not view the Palestinians that are there as innocent civilians. And you need to you need to start there. Yeah. They view them as part of the entire war where they are they that they will view anyone that dies or as is, a martyr. Is, as a martyr and that's a and as far as they are concerned mm-hmm. that is a good thing. Mm-hmm. So when you have a people whose mindset says we actually don't have any innocent civilians that we're trying to protect that we are trying to protect the entire landscape changes. Mm-hmm. Okay? So that's why they put their headquarters underneath of hospitals. That's why they would be shooting people that are trying to flee and not letting them leave. Mm -hmm. They don't have any innocent civilians because anyone that dies in this conflict conflict has done it for Allah. Yes. And so if you don't have anyone to protect, that's what makes you dangerous. That is so true. So, And in fact, not just anyone to protect, knowing that if somebody on your side dies... It's a good thing. Mm-hmm. That's even worse. And so there's it's it's a completely different mindset that we are dealing with here. Are both in the wrong? Yes. But are both the same in the wrong? No. So this is a sitting congresswoman. This tweet is still up. This is Rashida Talib. This tweet is still up. Whose side are you guys on? Of all the everybody's crying for the Palestinians. This this is your side. We- Stand with Israel. American people are not with you on this one. Innocent civilians are going to be hurt going forward. I wish I could tell you something different. I wish that that wasn't going to happen, but it it is going to happen. I want to thank President Biden for his unequivocal support. Remember, in 2024. <laughs> okay, so 
our podcasters, it said, um, Biden support a ceasefire now or don't count on us in 2024. But they're not asking for a ceasefire. They're saying from the river to the sea, Palestine will be free. Right. Um, they're saying in the state of Israel. Right. There's, and, and here's what's interesting. Nobody has come out to condemn the Hamas attack on Israel. Right. The, the, these people. Okay. The, this is what I don't understand. They believe, they say, when you ask them, they say the war did not start on October 7th. Mm-hmm. This, this Hamas attack and the kidnapping of civilians was as a result of what Israel has been doing for years. Yeah. That's what they're saying. Right. Okay. And, um, I, like I said, I didn't know there, I didn't know that that was a, a, a legitimate part of war to go and kidnap civilians. Have we, and I don't know this, has the United States gone and kidnapped civilians and used civilians as hostages in an, in a war? Ha, has that in like any in civilized a war, war? In civilized war, not like the CIA, because we know they do that all the time. No, a, a mass of civilians, like 300 civilians, children, grandmas. When has that ever been a, a, a thing where you can say, yes, that's part of war? Yeah, that's a good question. And you're holding them still in their little tunnels. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because usually when you have... How is that war? How ha- is you, that usually war? Usually it's not hostages, it's prisoners of war that you have. How is that war? I just don't understand. That, you know, it's always soldiers. If they had gone in and captured soldiers... We would be having a different t- discussion. Scott says the C- the Phoenix program in Vietnam captured civilians. That's really well. Vietnam was a wreck anyway. But in Vietnam, didn't the Viet Cong use children and women and children as shields? Didn't they? Isn't that why a bunch of that you know the Northwest is filled with a bunch of Vietnam? veterans who were all messed up in the head because it wasn't mm-hmm. a right war because they were women and children but but, but still it's worth noting that's i literally was about to say scott kesterson do you know um because i don't i don't know i don't have the answer to that question to i would have said to my knowledge no but then there's that but when has it been accepted and was that accepted or was that kind of like underground is i mean it's not something that i've heard of so is it is it a secret because this is this is out in the open for everybody so I'm going to play this guy here. He keeps showing up in all the um, is a Palestinian uh, videos. This was actually a guy shown on German TV, um, interestingly enough. You don't have to play the music. Just play it so people can see it. So, no, no, no music, no music. Because I don't want Israel. I don't want Facebook to. Wait. There we go. Okay. What are we looking at? Uh, the same actor in all these different videos. He's a, plays a father. He plays an injured person. You're kidding. He plays a travel blogger. That uh, the babysitter. The fighter. The patient. The radiologist. Okay. You're kidding. Yeah. <laughs> oh, sorry. Okay, that's. Well, there we are. I feel like it's this is Syria all over again. Yeah. So some of those may have been, um, I will say that, um, that print, that particular video had made the rounds and somebody said that a couple of those were not him, but some of them were definitely him over and over again. Yeah. Um, so but- Scott says that the, um, the state sponsored child sex trafficking is the U S government's human capture program. We're talking about the out in the open. 
He says the Phoenix program captured civilians accused of quote crimes to torture, install and instill to torture and instill fear. Most were disappeared and never heard from again. So that would be wrong. Exactly. And so what the Palestinians have done is wrong. Right. Patriot Valor says they have been doing this for years. Um, My brother had insurance on his life because he might have been kidnapped when he was over in um, Russia. Brit Boz says Michelle and Leah, the war in the Middle East definitely didn't start in October of 23. It started a thousand years ago when Islam started the Third Crusade Wars. Scott says, yes, that would be wrong. (laughs) Okay. Um, I do. I know. Uh, some of you don't like Ben Shapiro, but this was an interesting exchange here. That Something tells play. me with all of this, we're going to be hearing a lot from Ben moving forward. And um, okay. I actually listened to a really good debate um, from him with some Oxford and Cambridge students in the UK. Maybe this will pull out the best of him. I don't know. Um, I don't know. He's He has his own niche. If to... based on the numbers, more Germans died than Brits in World War II, did that mean that British the British were wrong in World War II? Because they did. Many more Germans died than Brits. Based on the numbers, does that mean that Britain was wrong in World War II? Britain wasn't bombing civilian, civilians. If based on the... We played that on Friday's show. Yeah, that's really good. So some people are saying that if more Palestinian kids die than died um, in, uh, in the insurgency on October 7th. You know, but now you're bombing civilians back. Well, you're the Viet Cong and you're hiding in with... In civilians. Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm going to skip this one because I think we played this one on Friday. Um, no, I don't think we did. We did. That was okay. the Jewish okay. um, store owner who was being attacked. And so, yeah, I would definitely say that that's an MK Ultra. Okay, so we're not playing this one. Um, at the, we're going to say goodbye to Facebook and play that one. Okay. Um, on the morning of October 7th, 2023, the militant Palestinian group Hamas orchestrated a multi-pronged assault against Israel from the Gaza Strip. Their fighters breached the heavily fortified border and murdered about 1,400 Israeli c- c- civilians, including young children. Here in the West, the political discourse surrounding these brutal events and the war that has come in their wake has been colored by a misguided trans- transposition of Western identity politics into the Middle East, which collapses all nuance and reduces a complex situation into a simple binary of oppressor versus oppressed. Leftists in English-speaking nations tend to see Palestinians, including Hamas, as an oppressed brown victim class whose freedom-fighting, quote, resistance against their oppressive white U.S.-backed colonizers in Israel is a righteous cause with which to stand in solidarity. This facile view of the long-standing conflict in the Middle East leads to confused and contradictory thinking, as seen in the incoherent slogan and now mean queers for Palestine, emblazoned on banners brandished at the anti-Israel rallies. Queers for Palestine attempts to meld LGBT advocacy and Palestinian liberation, a juxtaposition that has precipitated a whirlwind of criticism and ridicule since LGBT rights scarcely exist within the Muslim world and the Palestinian territories are no exception. The slogan has been widely satirized. Variations of chickens for KFC and blacks for the KKK highlight its proponents' basic lack of awareness of just how incompatible the values of the Western left are with those of the Islamic right they so readily champion. The reality of the situation could not be starker. Though there is room for improvement in Israeli attitudes towards these issues, Israel is at the forefront. And I'm just gonna I'm just giving you this article of the LGBT rights in the Middle East. In Israel, LGBT people are visible members of society and legal protections for civil rights at are and 
are accepted as a plurality of, of its citizens. Palestine is quite a different story. In a 2021 report on LGBT acceptance, um, the rated Israel's 44th out of 175 countries. Palestine came in 130, 30 behind Russia, Saudi Arabia, and the, uh, and the Democratic Republic of Congo. So I just thought that, that that was something that we covered last week, which the idea of the intersectionality is broken. It's all broken. They, and you have people on the right, like my friend Cassandra Fairbanks, and you've got Syrian girl who goes on Alex Jones all the time, who are like adamantly angry and have been radicalized against Israel in a in a total manic passion. Yes. Okay. And the nuance is all gone with some of these people on the right. And obviously there was honestly there's never a nuance with the left. Okay. So this is this is kind of a crazy thing. I'm going to do a shift here, but it's kind of staying on the same. Vein. No, let's shift. I'm done with this for a while. Uh, air traffic at Hamburg Airport in Germany has halted after an armed man breached a security barrier, barrier and drove onto the tarmac. BBC News reports that the man is believed to have taken one person hostage in a vehicle. The armed man, 35, is hold, was holding a. It's been found, by the way. I'm going to. gets really antsy during our shows she would get antsy right this very second <laughs> that's all i wanted that's all oh you gosh. want i see you oh my gosh that's all i wanted okay so facebookers all right uh people smugglers arrested after hungary serbia border plague with migrant gun battles uh serbian police said friday uh they made seven arrests on suspicion of smuggling people into hungary as part of a days-long crackdown on irregular migration, that's what they call it now, in the wake of a shooting last week in the border area that killed three migrants and wounded one. Reports of violence and gun battles have become common near the border between Serbia and Hungary, a European Union member state, uh, and thousands of people have been camping in the area looking for ways to cross with the help of people smugglers. Uh, police said Friday they made arrests both in the capital of Belgrade and in Subkotia, a city near the border with Hungary. Migrants pay about $2,500 each to cross, said the statement. Um, this is something that we, I, honestly, I got tired of covering so much of the migrant crisis in Europe that we started to just, I started to ignore everything. But with um, what's happening right now, I'm going to make a, I'm going to make an exception to my own rule and cover a little bit more of this. Um, as we're discussing this ongoing situation. Uh, Germany's Chancellor Olaf Scholz has announced plans to deploy EU leader Frederick Mertz has accused Berlin neighborhoods of not being adequately German and has demanded new immigrants to Germany declare their allegiance to Israel. Left-wing German politician MP Shara, not going to say his last name, Nick, when, when can Nick said there shouldn't be any neighborhoods where natives are in the minority. Uh, Joachim Stamp from the Liberal Free Demo Demo Democratic Party has said that Germany must finally make progress on rep uh, repatriation agreements with non-EU countries to facilitate their deportations. The government must... Hang on, pause. Did we lose Facebook now? No. Okay, we should have audio. Somebody was saying there was no sound. Anybody else? Can anybody else hear me? Okay, we should have sound. The, uh... The government must ask to avoid more and more people arriving, says Ricardo Lang, the Green Party co-chair, said. German President Frank Walter Steinmeier has warned that Germany is at a breaking point as 162,000 people applied for asylum to the country just within the first half of the year. So when you see those marches, 
Yeah. That's where they're 162,000 people, Michelle, have applied for migration in just six months. Yeah. Just six months. That means they're in the country and they're applying for. And that was just extra. I mean, how many millions are there? How can you fit like like how do you fit this many people? You know, I'm always I'm always mm. being told population control. There's too many people. And yet. Looks like mm. we're freezing up again. Philly. And yet, yeah, and yet, here I am. Where am I? I don't know. I'm trying to make sure that we're still up. Okay, even widely respected uh, former German president Johann Gock has uh, criticized the current government and called for more radical solutions to curb the numbers of asylum seekers. Um, I do want to address this comment from Carrie. My heart is heavy today. Most Christians I know went to church this morning and listened to a Stand With Israel speech, and now they're home watching football and listening to, for trumpets. I suggested David Sorensen's video to a friend, and he said, heck no, the Seahawks are playing. Um, so I understand uh, what you're saying there, um, Carrie, when you're talking about that. Um, you're talking about everybody in the, in, the, in the Christian world today, the stand with Israel is misplaced because they believe it is their biblical responsibility to stand with an Israel that um, has prophetic words that need to be fulfilled still. And... Fortunately, I think for most of you, you understand now, because I think our viewers are leaning more towards the, correct me if I'm wrong, the bent that I think most of you have been taking is towards Palestine. Am I correct? Or are you, are you a boat? Are you pro Israel I think Israel most of still? our viewers are still in the side of, you know what? They're both wrong. I don't think you can ask that question of our people. Mm. Yeah, no, I want to I want to I want to get where you guys are are at right now because I because I want to address those things and we need to pray about these things but but I'm going to move on a little bit from that. The world's largest biometric digital ID system, India's excuse me, Adhar just suffered its biggest data breach. So India uh, we're going to talk about uh, activating 5G. India is on the forefront of using technology in this former third world country, and it's absolutely devastating. Okay, yeah. uh, in one fell swoop, roughly ten percent of the global population appears to have some sort of the, the, their most valuable personal information compromised, as the Adhar continues to receive plot plots from um, cheers from Silicon Valley. So, an anonymous hacker claims to have breached the digital ID numbers as well as their sensitive sensitive personal data of around eight hundred and fifteen. Indian citizens. To put that number in perspective, it is more than 60% of the 1.3 billion Indian people enrolled in the government's Adhar Biometric Digital Identity Program. Roughly 10% of the entire global population, thanks to the breach, the largest single one in the country's history, according to the uh, Hindustan uh, Times, the personal data of hundreds of millions of Indians are now up for grabs on the dark web for as little as $80,000. Wow. To register for an Adhar card, Indian residents have to provide basic demographic information, including their name, their birthday, their age, their address, their gender, as well as biometric information, including 10 fingerprints, two eyeball scans, and a facial photograph. Wow. This is for India. Wow. 60% of, of the population has 10 fingerprints and two eyeball scans. 
You're not scanning my balls, man. My eyeballs. I'm not going to. No, my eyeballs, you're not scanning them. So when they say 10 firm fingerprints, do they just mean each finger or do they mean multiple times they've had their, they've been fingerprinted? No, no, no. All 10 fingers. Okay. All 10 fingers. They have your, listen, if they, now what are they going to do? Plant your fingerprints places. That's so true. So to answer your question, Donna Bolibby says, this isn't my fight. Nana Yaffa says, I'm for the salvation of all lost souls, regardless of where they live or what their ethnicity is. Amy over on Facebook says, I'm in between. Media reports suggest that the source of the leak was the COVID-19 test data and the Indian Council of Medical Research, which is linked to each individual's ad hard number. The alarm was first raised by Resecurity, a L.A.-based cybersecurity company, which on October 15th included the following in a blog post to the corporate website. On October 19th, a threat actor going by the alias PWN0001 posted a thread on breach forums brokering access to 115 million Indian civilian Adharm passport records. To put this victim group in perspective, India's entire population is just over 1.44 billion. Hunter investigators established contact with the threat actor and learned they were willing to sell the entire uh, Adhar and Indian passport database for $80,000. So I have to ask you a, a serious question. Yeah. Do you have anything else that you're going to need to show on today's show? Why? Because my system, while still streaming, is completely frozen. I can't do anything with it. Oh. So I can't show people clips. I can't show them. I can't do anything. So I either need to crash the system and have everybody mm -hmm. hang on for a second mm -hmm. again, or we just won't show anybody anything for the rest of the show. They could listen, probably. Listen, probably? Maybe I could see if I can turn on the volume. I can probably get them to hear something, yes. Well, I don't think it would be horrible to hear Neil Oliver. No, it won't let me turn the volume up. Never mind. I can okay. Oh, there it goes. Okay. I could probably, yeah, I can probably get it so that they could hear something. Okay. We're going to do a podcast. Okay. <laughs> so you can hear Neil. <clears throat> Neil Oliver, you guys know he always comes in um, for the win there. So in this, um, in this data breach, okay, the Adhar Hindi for Foundation is a 12-digit unique identity number issued by the government after confirming a person's biometric and demographic information. Launched in 2012 as part of an initiative to give each Indian resident with a unique identification number. It is the largest digital ID system on the planet. Okay? 92% of Indians' population have done this. Wow. It is ostensibly created to provide people without identification a formal government ID as well as to crack down on duplicate, fake, or stolen IDs. Uh, used to benefit from government programs and welfare schemes. And it quickly drew interest and praise from elite quarters around the world, including Silicon Valley. On a 2019 entry of his Gates Notes blog, Bill Gates lauded Adhar for making India's invisible people visible. Three years earlier in a lecture on technology for transportation, Gates said that Adhar is something that had never been done before by any government, not even in a rich country. He claimed it does not pose any privacy risks. Try telling that to 100 with 818 815 million people whose who's, who's literal fingerprints and eyeball scans are up for grabs. You could be framed for so many crimes. You, your, your money, your, your bank accounts, everything could be all falsified. Yeah. This is, this is absolutely crazy. Uh, Adhar was first introduced as a voluntary way of improving welfare, but the Modi government rapidly expanded its scope in making it mandatory for welfare recipients. That's, I do believe, that they want to do here in the United States. Plans are also afoot to link, loader, to link voter registration. Oh, here we go. Mm -hmm. Here we go to Adhar. 
Despite the system's glaring security flaws, besides the vulnerability of its data storage, Indian's NR system has many other downsides. For, uh, for a start, it tracks users' movements between cities. Wow. You're tracked. You're so tracked. Their employment status and purchasing records. It is a de facto social credit system that serves as the key entry point for accessing services in India. While the system has helped to speed and clean up India's bureaucracy, it has also massively increased India's government surveillance powers and excluded over 100 million people from welfare programs as well as basic services who have not signed up. Hmm. The public body in charge of Adhar and the unique identification authority of India is yet to comment on the latest breach. Of course. So sorry. No, they're not sorry. But if past form is any guide, when it does, it will deny all charges. It has so far refuted all accusations of data breaches since the Adhar system went fully live seven years ago, including claims from WikiLeaks that the CIA might have access to the database and allegations that the, uh, the WEF Global Risk, Risk Reports 2019 that Adhar had suffered multiple breaches. Given the sheer number and scale of the recent breaches, the Indian government's insistence that Adhar is secure rings hollow. So what do you guys think? You ready? You ready for your global digital ID? No, actually, no. And guys, let me know if we're still glitchy, because it looks like we are. I can't hear it. I'm not, I'm not listening on my end. If we're still glitchy, let me know, and I'll just shut the system down, and we'll start over, because I don't want to do the rest of the show with, like, it be in, like this. Oh, yeah. If we're glitchy, you don't want to hear that. Yeah, so let me know. Yeah, that's crazy. Um, so I actually kind of wanted to go over to what Neil Oliver had to say, and if you could, um, I'm just going to retweet this out. If you could play him. This is on... Um, he says, time to me feels at least like it's moving especially quickly now. By that, I mean events of world-changing significance are coming at us one after another with no breathing space in mm -hmm. between. Yeah, that's really good. So you have to take your breath with God because these are hit after hit after hit after hit after hit. And that is designed to keep us off balance. Okay. James says a little, Michelle. So you can see it like... Unicrat. Everybody Audio is okay. Image a little glitchy. It was watchable. Okay. But but the numbers have just been declining rapidly. So people, because it's glitchy, I think so. I think a lot. Not of because we, you think they'll they'll stay. If we crash and come back, do you think the numbers will come back? You think people will come back? That's the question. I think so. Yeah. Probably we've had to do it before. Well, we're not on for okay. All right, we're crashing. We're coming back. Okay, sounds and looks good on Facebook. All right, well then we'll just keep going. All right. Let's see it. Look, that's what that's. So the image is going to be glitchy probably for the rest of the show unless somebody prays. God, please make it not glitchy. Let me know if you can hear this from me. Because we're just going to listen. They do say time speeds up as you get older. Time feels to me at least like it's moving especially quickly now. By that, I mean events of world-changing significance are coming at us one after another with no breathing space in between. It's enough to make a person's head spin. I don't know about you, but I struggle just to keep up with what I'm being told, which official version of events I'm supposed to accept. In the December 2022 issue of Time magazine, Ukraine President Volodymyr Zelensky was named Person of the Year. Okay, question, bring it back. The message was clear and unequivocal. He was officially to be loved in those days and without question. His cause was presented as all but holy. The order from on high was that Zelensky was the embodiment of all that was good, brave and honourable. 
He was, we were told, from every screen and stage, fearlessly and almost single-handedly defending democracy. World leaders and A-list celebrities queued for the chance to be seen in his presence. Fast forward to an article in last month's issue of the same magazine and Zelensky is described as delusional on account of his continuing belief that he will achieve ultimate victory over Russia. Quote, he deludes himself, as Zelensky aide apparently told a Time journalist, we're out of options, we're not winning, but try telling him that. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure that the last time I looked, we were being assured every minute of every day by every organ of the mainstream media that victory over Russia was all but inevitable, just as Zelensky has continued to say. Furthermore, the official message was that Russia had really always been our enemy. A real-life Nazi was treated to a standing ovation in the Canadian Parliament in front of a grinning and clapping Canadian Prime Minister Justin Trudeau in recognition of the fact he had fought against the Russians in World War II. It was a rewriting of history, inviting an assumption that, in truth, we had always been at war with Russia, whether we knew it or not. The inference to be drawn was that Ukraine's war with Russia was a continuation of a greater, older war against that nation, and that final victory was Ukraine's destiny and our only hope of salvation in the face of an always evil empire. Do you see what's happening here? Do you see how breathtakingly fast the propaganda machine moves, discarding as though it had never been that which no longer matters, whomever no longer matters, that which is no longer convenient or useful? I suspect in the great game that the Ukraine president's card is well and truly marked. Zelensky, your bus is leaving. Destination Dumpsville, population you. When war broke out in Ukraine, some of us thought it seemed a bit convenient that just as the pandemic ran out of steam, that there was something else to distract and frighten everyone out of asking any more questions about the damage done by the official response to COVID. But it seemed that anyone with questions to ask about the history of the region was to be shut down. The moving finger writes and having writ moves on, wrote the Persian poet Omar Khayyam about the remorseless and irresistible nature of fate. Nor all your piety nor wit shall lure it back to cancel half a line, nor all your tears wash out a word of it. In the world of geopolitics and international intrigue, the propaganda machine is the tireless servant of the rich and powerful in pursuit of their aims. Its appetites are of necessity insatiable, all-consuming, and it's utterly without pity, far less a conscience. The roving beam of the distracting light projected by that propaganda machine is as relentless as fate itself. Furthermore, it has no memory, none at all. Whatever the propaganda machine said happened yesterday, who was to bless and who was to blame? Those are gone now, vanished without a trace. Memory hold. Vladimir Zelensky has evidently served his purpose. Ukraine has served its purpose. The half a million Ukrainian dead and who knows how many dead Russians have served their purpose too. The moving finger has written and moved on. Can you see it yet? Can you see that we're being played and like a Stradivarius? Somewhere the so-called Covid inquiry is going through its motions, soaking up an ocean of whitewash that will surely leave all the key players as pure as the driven snow and as blameless. Meanwhile, despite the fact unknown numbers died, suffered or were destroyed one way or another, no one is being invited properly to notice, far less to care about the ruination wrought upon this population and upon populations around the world. This week, Dr John Campbell posted a profoundly moving video about deaths in care homes. He reported testimony of broken-hearted people who had watched helplessly as their elderly relatives died for want of oxygen or food and water or were helped on their way with cocktails of drugs. The dying in the care homes was a huge part of the overall death toll. 
A person might wonder whose interests that bigger number served. Questions were asked while it was happening and were ignored. You might say the truth was shut away from prying eyes, denied the oxygen of publicity, starved to death. Three years later, and it seems the truth is still being shamefully neglected. Yeah, so good. Mm, that's so, so good, good. Neil. Sorry, guys, we're not able to play actual No, video. and I think we should go ahead... Um, and uh, crash the system because there's a couple more videos we want to play, and, and I think we still have about 30 okay. So minutes guys, to go. don't. Here's the deal. I'm going to tell you this. Rumble <laughs> will come back up. If you're watching on Facebook and we don't come back within like the next 60 seconds, go ahead and switch over to Rumble, and I'll I'll grab the link and drop that over on Facebook. Um, uh, Rumble, I can I can bring that stream back up. Don't go anywhere. If you guys wouldn't mind just being patient for a second. Um, I can promise you, you wanna, we'll, we'll bring yeah, it back Yeah, I got up. a couple more videos for you guys. Okay, somebody, Mom, Patriot Gallery, can you grab that link for Rumble and drop it in the chat? For some reason, I don't have it up right now. So let me just crash this, and we'll bring it right back, and I promise you we will come right back. I'm so sorry, guys. I hate to do it, but I feel like a pilot without, like, you know, like we're going to land the plane, and I have zero controls, and you just kind of have to hold on. And that's kind of how I feel right now. Hold on. I don't, I don't like that feeling. Okay. We should Can be back. we get a big round of applause for all of you who stayed and for Michelle working um, you guys are awesome. tirelessly to make things happen? Uh, there were a couple more clips that I really didn't want to share on Facebook. Um, the situation in the UK has gotten out of control. Uh, I do. This is kind of a, kind of a violent video here. I'm going to uh, have Michelle play. Um, some migrants are going to kind of beat a cop and if you don't want to see that you don't have to but um i'm you're gonna okay i just okay. have to I make see. sure it's in the proper window because i didn't check to make sure we're good okay. on the screen sharing there got you the, i literally while we were sitting here mm -hmm. and we're waiting for all this to come back up and it's playing out of the corner of my eye and i was like oh shoot and he's like what she thought that it had something to do with the um that was a that was a different one this one is? They're yeah, that's, that's clashes between Muslim immigrants and German police. Okay. Um, which is fine, because I was going to play that one as well. Let me um, make sure I got the right... Let me make sure I got the right one up here. And I don't, so let me switch. They're not seeing it? They're seeing it, but they're seeing the wrong screen. This is the screen I want them to see. Okay. So again, this has been happening for a long time, and it's just um, hit a button now in... Yeah. In um, in Europe and making it worse. Um, are they seeing the yep, the full screen that I've got? Okay. Uh, one more. I I kind of wanted to show you again. Uh, you do not have to to watch this one. Let's see. Where is it? To see the situation in UK and Europe is out of control. They're uh, these are migrants just throwing this officer to the ground and taking him and. and, and um, these are migrants. These are not British, uh, nor so. Um, Thankfully, he's got a helmet on. Yeah. So this is what uncontrolled migration is doing to Europe. Wow. Um, I'm going to go ahead and play. Um, well, this one is, sorry, this is a, I'll go ahead and, I don't know if i play this one. It's indoctrinating of, of kids. Then this is an interesting story out of Australia. So there's a convicted terrorist who Parliament deported. Okay. But the judge, the Supreme Court of Australia, said he had a right to stay, dual citizenship. 
I want you to listen to this, this kind of interesting uh, dynamic that went down. One of Australia's most infamous convicted terrorists, Algerian-born Abdul Naka Bembruka, to have his citizenship restored to stay in Australia against the cancellation that the government put place after he was found guilty of a terrorist plot to blow up the MCG. He wanted to target it on grand final day and was in advanced stages of planning to do it. And his plan was to kill thousands of people, mass casualties. He was sentenced to 15 years in prison, but remained in custody on a continuing detention order for three more years. And in 2020, when Peter Dutton was the minister responsible for Homeland Security and Affairs, he cancelled his citizenship. He basically said, back to where you came from, mate. The High Court found that the law was wrong. The law was invalid. And they said, this bloke can stay. He can have his citizenship. He is now set for release, set the calendar around about Christmas. Right now, today, there are a lot of people, and I'm one of them, saying, what right does the High Court have to overrule the Parliament of Australia's will. The Parliament decided that the Parliament in our system is not all-powerful. There are restrictions mm. on the Parliament and they are set out in the Constitution. The Constitution sets up the separation of powers. And what the Parliament has tried to do is to exercise or have the executive exercise what is essentially a judicial power. Now, it's exercise in this case, I suspect, most of us would agree, was entirely justified. It's just that the parliament went about it the wrong way. They designed the, the law wrongly. It should have been left to a court. It's in the same yeah. way when Sir Robert Menzies quite legitimately tried to pass legislation to outlaw the Communist Party. The Communist powers and their overseas friends will work incessantly to divide. And there was very good reason to do this because mm. the Communist Party was really acting as the tool of the Soviet Union and they were very hostile to the West. The point is we must have a, we must have a legal system, a constitutional system in which the politicians do what the politicians uh, intended to do, that is legislate and uh, carry on the executive, but they don't take over the judicial function. What they failed to do was to give this power to a court to decide, to yeah. set out the criteria for the removal of citizenship of a dual citizen mm -hmm. and set that out in the legislation so that the judge would decide that matter or a jury would decide that matter. It, it is wrong that such matters be decided by the politicians. This will become crucially important when and if the Albanese government, for example, passes their completely outrageous misinformation and disinformation bill. Because that, as I read it, that is designed to give judicial powers to ACMA. ACMA is a, oh, an yeah. agency of the government. And this is bad. Yeah. We must have a situation in which only courts exercise judicial power, determining what is misinformation, what is disinformation. It's not for ACMA. This is a judicial function, I would argue, and I do hope that in future the High Court takes that view if the government is so foolish as to pass this legislation. But, I mean, I feel, fear, I guess is probably a better word, this is a bad 
bad day for the country and a good day for the law. Hmm. So interesting. Uh, any comments on that? Um, kind of, it's, it's one of those catch-22s, right? Because uh, you don't want the parliament to come after you. Right. Right? All right. So I'm going to play this guy. He usually has a foul mouth, but um, he is welcome to Richie Sunak's Victoria Britain. So just beware if you have kids in your room. Told by multi-millionaires that there, there isn't any money. That, that you, you need to tighten your belts by a chancellor with 17 million pounds in his personal bank account. There isn't any money, says Rishi Sunak, who is richer than the king. He is richer than the freeloading arsewipe that resides in Buckingham Palace. True story. They have not one iota of experience of poverty. They have never struggled to feed their kids. Rishi Sunak spends 63 grand a year sending his kids to a private school, which is more than double the median wage for your average UK citizen. A staggering 14 million people are now living in poverty. In this country, 7 million households are going without heating. Thousands are being hospitalised with malnutrition. And, and the government is not helpless to act. It chooses not to. Poverty, hardship, destitution. These aren't just words loony lefties use as political weapons to hit the Tories with because we don't like the Daily Mail. It's a reality. Never in my life have I read a statistic about my country with the words destitution in it. It's Victorian. In a country this wealthy, it is state-sanctioned cruelty. And I guarantee, I guarantee that you are poorer this week than you were last week. And Rishi Sunak and Jeremy Hunt are richer this week than they were last week. I guarantee it. It's obscene. <sighs> So getting a little bit chillier, but we're just getting warmed up here in <laughs> Westminster. <laughs> Tell us how you really feel, right? That's how you say it. All right. So it was a gene therapy. Hey, Chair, we've got the Office of Gene Technology Regulator here. It was gene therapy yesterday. It will still be gene therapy tomorrow. With a plasmid, it's two gene therapies. The OGTR confirms under the Gene Technology Act and Wait, OGTR. I have a Pfizer document here from their own website. It you says. Yep, I can do that. Gene therapies are a delicate <coughs> uh, intentional process encapsulating the desired gene. Uh, manufacturing gene therapies is challenging uh, and it requires certain steps, including transfection. That is on Pfizer's own website. I'm happy to table that. Uh, actually, transfection. Oh, sorry. And then I have also from the website of the American Society the of Gene and Cell Therapy, because the vaccine, it's referring to the uh, COVID uh, mRNA vaccine, introduces new genetic material into cells for a short period of time to induce antibodies. It is a gene therapy as defined by the American Society of Gene and Cell Therapy. Uh, and then the TGA's own uh, Pfizer non-clinical report, page 19, says the proposed commercial-scale manufacturing process includes use of linear, linearised plasmid DNA template for mRNA production. So we've now got Pfizer themselves who admit that the mRNA vaccines for gene therapy, the American Society of Gene and Cell Therapy admits, admits the mRNA vaccines are gene therapy, and we've got the TGA themselves admit the DNA was used in the manufacturing process. Why wasn't the actual mRNA vaccine tested for genotoxicity and why didn't the uh, Office of Genetic uh, OTGR Therapeutics uh, look at it in terms of a gene technology? 
Um, Dr Rajpula, Gene Technology Regulator. Thank you for your question, Senator. I think the first part about the genotoxicity, that question has been asked before because the Therapeutic Goods Administration was the approving authority for the vaccine products. That is a question for TGA on genotoxicity. In relation to your question around manufacturing, I think it's useful to put a bit of context around that in that um, the committee is aware the mRNA COVID-19 vaccines were fully formulated and imported into Australia, which meant that there was actually no manufacture of the mRNA or the vaccine product itself here in Australia. Um, if indeed the mRNA was being manufactured here and it's correct that gene technology was used in the modification of the mRNA, then under the Gene Technology Act, an approval would have been required for that manufacturing step. <laughs> so essentially... Anything that's crazy can be done outside your country. And brought in, and then your citizens can be required to take it to, okay. to function at, at life. Exactly. So but it, But if it had been manufactured here, then we would have had to require it. I'm going to finish it. Well, that contradicts what you've said previously. You've said previously no. gene therapy and gene technology wasn't used. Now you're saying because it was produced in another country that you're not responsible for checking uh, the gene therapy So the Gene Technology Act gene technology. Does, doesn't reach into manufacturing in other countries? But it still involves transfection here. It goes in, it transfects cells of Australian citizens. No, I disagree with that. Well, that's what Pfizer say. Even they admit transfection is a part of gene therapy. No, Senator. So you're, you're disagreeing with Pfizer, the people who actually made the vaccine, that transfection isn't a part of gene therapy? I think she's disagreeing with you at the moment. Well, it's not my Senator words. I've just read out what Pfizer said. Welcome to my world. I think it comes down to a definition of what is a gene therapy. Yep, that's right. No, I'm, I'm relying on the manufacturer. But anyway, that's all. Can you believe that? She previously said they weren't gene manufacturing. Right. Then she says, well, it wasn't under my jurisdiction. So the lies, lies upon lies upon lies. And they, she literally lied straight to their faces. Right? Straight to their faces. I think I've got one more here. This is from a couple weeks ago um, in Queensland. In earlier Queensland conversations Senator. around COVID vaccines guy, right? suggested no, the nanoparticles guy. stayed near the injection site and passed out of the body. Am I remembering them correctly? Uh, Senator, that's correct. And we've dealt with this on a number of occasions on other questions on notice as well. Thank you. Documents released in the Pfizer Gate court ordered document dump showed that Pfizer knew at the time of seeking approval for their product that the lipid nanoparticles not only collected at the injection site, but significant concentrations also recorded in the adrenal glands. From a table in the Pfizer test data, accumulate in the ovaries, the liver, the kidneys, the brain, they go all over the body. And, and the adrenal glands. Did you know that? Did you know at the time of the Pfizer application that lipid nanoparticles collected across the body? Uh, Senator Roberts, what you're describing is a particular aspect of the preclinical studies by which an element of the lipid nanoparticles was labelled with a fluorescent label. And so, what's seen in those studies is the fluorescent label, and not necessarily the lipid nanoparticles. Let's just listen to that again. Uh, Senator Roberts, what you're describing is a particular aspect of the preclinical studies by which 
an element of the lipid nanoparticles was labelled with a fluorescent label. And so what's seen in those studies is the fluorescent label and not necessarily the lipid nanoparticles. What Professor Langland just said was that the test that Pfizer did to look at where the nanoparticles went to didn't look at where the nanoparticles went to. And that was a lie. Lipid nanoparticle formulation and encapsulization. It's a the distribution of lipid nanoparticles was investigated by monitoring of the radio labeled lipid marker. Which means that wherever <coughs> the nanoparticle went, the radioactive marker went. There wasn't even a fluorescent marker. Pants on fire rating catastrophic. Mm. So they just stop gaslighting. They're public. just lying. They're just lying over and over and over again. They're just lying. All right. I'm going to come back to that. This one in a second. Um, here we have um, our favorite four or five from the uh, European Parliament. And here's Christine uh, Anderson talking about the WHO. Very honored to be here with seven very brave okay, citizens who okay, came okay, here today oh, to launch an initiative for a European citizens initiative, mm -hmm. an initiative which will hopefully be accepted by the EU Commission, although I don't really hold my breath, to be quite frank, but I seriously hope we will uh, be able to do that. These seven citizens are so incredibly brave because they stand up against this despicable attempts by the globalitarian misanthropists to strip us of freedom, democracy, and the rule of law. They simply say no to the attempts of granting an unelected body governing powers. They simply say no. And that's what we all should do, because this will end if we simply say no. And that's what we're here to do today. Because an unelected body like WHO, who is controlled and run by multi-billionaires, should never be allowed to act in place of a democratically elected government. Never, ever. In democracies, ladies and gentlemen, it is government of the people, by the people, for the people. And any government of anywhere in the world who disregards this fundamental principle of democracy by supporting this unprecedented power grab by WHO is an anti-democrat demonstrating nothing but his utter contempt for the people. And these seven brave citizens, they will not stand for this and neither will we. I will expose anyone, whether it's a member of a government in a member state or a government around the world or a member of parliament in the European member states or parliaments around the world who do not respect the people and do not respect democracy, I will see to it. They will 
be exposed, each and every one of them by name. Because guess what? There is elections coming up and the people might be interested in who is responsible for the abolition of democracy. So we are here today to tell you, WHO globalitarian misanthropists, we are here today to tell you, you picked this fight, you wanted this fight, well, guess what? You've got it. Let's fight. <laughs> Because these brave citizens, my colleagues and I, we will not tire to fight you every step of the way. These brave seven citizens and millions and millions more around the world, these are the people you will have to reckon with from now on. Because we are millions, millions around the world. It is you that is the small French minority. You are the ones who do not have the right to dictate to the people what they want and what they don't want. So take it from me, take it from us, take it from these seven citizens who gathered here today, take it from the millions and millions of people around the world. We will bring you down and we will not tire until we have done just that. So brace yourselves. We are here and the fight is on. So let's have the fight. Let's commence with the fights. Why don't we? I love her so much. You know, in the chat, they let's were saying, I love her. Who is she? That's Christine Anderson, the member of parliament for Germany. Yeah. For the European Parliament. Christine Anderson, MEP. You can follow her on Twitter. She's yeah, she's she's fire. my kind of woman. Agree 100. Love her. Misanthropist, i.e., uh, Billy Gates. I uh, am amen so. Amen 100% for this woman. We all need to stand up to this crud. We all need to stop complying to all of this nonsense. Uh, Braille says the lipid nanoparticles encapsulate a payload that can be released by a radio frequency to induce illness or death. All right, and here we have Chief COVID Lockdown Architect in the UK, Neil Ferguson, denies ever calling for a lockdown. Do you feel that you did confine yourself to the provision of scientific advice, or did you become, despite your best endeavours, irrevocably involved in the determination of policy? Difficult question to answer. I know I'm, a, I'm associated very much with a particular policy, but as you'll be aware from the evidence I've given in my statement and the statement of others, the reality was a lot more complex. Um, I, was, I don't think I stepped over that line to say, we need to do this now. Um, what I tried to do was, at times, which was stepping outside the scientific advisory role, to try and focus people's minds on what was going to happen and, and the consequences of current trends. Liar, liar, your pants are on fire too. I see them on fire. So many on fires. Now, I'm going to play this because this is just a cute little thing Neil Oliver tweeted out. The longest red light ever.
Let's go. The light's green. I love that. That's really funny. For our podcast listeners, that was just a commercial break of two dogs at a stoplight. All right. And you want to end on some climate nonsense. Let's do this from Australia. We have the beauty of satellites, and we can measure things with satellites. And we can measure the number of trees on the planet with satellites. And we've done that over the whole planet. We've counted the number of trees in the whole world. We can measure how much carbon dioxide is emitted by burning coal and by burning petroleum because you can measure the tonnes which are are actually used. We can measure how much carbon dioxide is emitted from smelting because you know how many tonnes of metal are produced. And we work out that the planet is already at net zero. Vegetation is sucking up more carbon dioxide than the planet's humans are emitting. So we're already at net zero. Now that creates a scientific problem. Well, where the hell does the excess carbon dioxide come from? Well, it comes out of the oceans. About 3% of all emissions on planet Earth are from humans. The rest come out of the oceans. Some comes out of uh, mammals breathing out, like ourselves. I'm breathing out 4% carbon dioxide. And some of it comes out of volcanoes. So you can do some very simple calculations to show that we are being fed an enormous load of rubbish. And to make matters worse, if you look back in the past, we can see from looking at the past that every time we've had an ice age, we've had more carbon dioxide in the atmosphere than now. So it's clear that (laughs) carbon dioxide cannot drive global warming. And you can't dismiss the past, because if you do, by saying, and I've had this said to me, oh, yes, that's the past, and, you know, you geologists deal with stuff in the past, but uh, we're dealing with the present. If you use that argument, you then have to say, oh, wait a minute, the laws of physics and chemistry in the past were different from the laws of physics and chemistry now. Mm. So really, this is the greatest scientific and financial scam that we've ever been fed. It's going to hurt us. It's going to hurt the average person who is now suffering terribly from inflation and high cost of living. And much of that is just a simple and they're doing that by raising all these energy efficiencies which makes yeah. things you think that you're saving money by energy efficiency but you don't recognize how much extra these things cost and how quickly they break down now exactly my grandma had a dryer and washer dryer last like 25 years and now yeah. like every five or six years it's got to get a new one yep. and how damaging is that to the environment 100 percent. oh my gosh you people are insane and then i've got a young man here talking about the cost of batteries for electric cars now the next thing and this is one of Tom's favorite arguments, is that solar and wind with batteries will inevitably be super cheap because of increasing efficiency, driving lower production costs and then higher performance. So over time, factories you know, will get better at producing solar panels and they'll make the solar panels more efficient at capturing sunlight. Uh, Tom puts it as technical cost curves do one thing over time, they come down, and performance curves do one thing over time, they go up. And this definitely has some truth to it, all things being equal. Assuming the mineral inputs don't change in price, yes, you are going to get more efficient. We learn how to do things uh, better over time. And you don't have new regulation that slows it down. But this ignores two big things. One is you're starting from an astronomical point of cost. So if you say, well, the cost is going to come down, does that matter if the cost is incredibly high? So if you look at storage, so I've run the number because Elon Musk is always claiming that, hey, we can just power the world with my mega packs and some solar panels. We can just store the electricity. But if you're storing the electricity and trying to just use solar and wind, you need days worth of storage to have any kind of hope of reliability. I've run the numbers. For one day of world energy storage at Elon's best prices is $190 trillion. 
So $190 trillion is twice global GDP, and these batteries wear out after 10 years. So the costs are astronomical, so the fact that they'll go down some doesn't mean that much. And then also they have a very large mining component. These things are made of mined materials. And if we artificially scale them, so if we force people to use solar and wind or, what, or batteries faster than the market can really handle it, then the prices are going to go up. And we've already seen this even with just a little net zero. People said solar and wind prices are going down, and they were going down for a while when you didn't factor in reliability. But now they've started to go up in part because the mined minerals have become expensive because we artificially scaled them. And again, we haven't even reduced the supply of fossil fuels yet. So this is a very misleading kind of argument. Oh, wow. All right. And so who is actually an environmentalist, right? We're trying to actually get off of all these things. All right. Last thing here from we got Neil Oliver. Now, one more from him. I think I had one more from him. I did have one more from That's him. That's the same one we watched already. Hang on. Hold on to your booty. Leah. <laughs> Hang on. You're literally Hang five on. years old. All right. I like when he does the ones in his at home. Kind of a little bit more laid back. Take a step. I feel increasingly as though I live metaphorically speaking in a minefield that's been deliberately set. Uh, and that we're all kind of in the minefield. And as long as you stand still with your mouth shut, <laughs> you'll, you'll, you'll live to fight another day. But that if, you, if you dare to move, then any, anywhere you put your foot, it's liable to ex explode. And I think, that's, I think that's deliberate. You know, the online safety bill and all of the censorship and silencing and the silencing of dissent and all of the rest of it that's going on, it, it, it works its evil magic on a mind. And eventually, you know, m more and more people feel it's just safer just to, you know, that the only winning move is not to play and the only winning word is the one not spoken. But I, I, don't, I don't live in that world. Uh, but I, I think it's no accident that it feels so volatile all the time. And I think increasingly we are being made, or there are attempts being made to transform us into people unsure of anything and everything. There's a, there's a feeling that that, that kind of uh, uncertainty that, that preoccupies a person and makes a person lack the confidence to do or say very much. I don't think it's accidental that so many people feel like that. But what I will say is that to me it seems that what we're seeing now in the world this past couple of weeks, since the horror show that's begun to unfold in the Middle East began, uh, this past couple of weeks, it's a taste, I would say, of what was always going to happen eventually. What had to happen, thanks to the wickedness of despicable people in charge that have sought to seize control of our lives. Uh, and it's anybody's guess just how successful they've been so far. I would say that what we see happening around us are the consequences of years of malevolent, deliberately destructive psyops, psychological operations set in place to undo and then remake our civilization in the image of those who wish us only ill. So that... That was the angle I was taking. I wasn't saying that the, the 5G didn't trigger it, mm -hmm. but we are seeing years of psyops that have been 
transforming people's minds on a cellular level and brainwashing, you're going to do this, da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da, and then boom, you know, you hit the button, and then boom, you hit the but button see, I think it's See, I think it's a, it's a multi-pronged approach because you've got the PSYOPs and the brainwashing and the MKUltra, and then one of the ways that you activate it and one of the ways you actually press the button is by ramping up these radio frequencies. That's my opinion. I think that I definitely think that they do that. And I'm well aware of how bleak and conspiratorial that sounds, but it's how I feel. I would say that this that I'm describing has been the work of the globalists. And that's a word you're not supposed to use. That's a word that you get into trouble for using, but damn the fear. Uh, okay, so I'll say those psychopaths that are determined yeah, yeah, yeah. to enforce upon 8 billion people and counting. Bye. A hellish vision. What's happening now is what happens when dangerous nonsense enforced okay. upon populations in the name of so-called progressivism collides head-on with the reality of the wider world that is not so afflicted, that is not living under the shadow of the progressives. It's what happens when populations that have been brainwashed to self-loathe, mm, propagandized, even educated in schools and in universities to see themselves and their ancestors as shameful and deserving only of replacing and forgetting. So that's what happened in Mao's China. Preached yeah. at by so-called faith leaders, faith leaders in their pulpits, uh, and by politicians from behind their podiums that ours is a civilization that has only done harm in the world. It's what happens when all of that destruction and undermining is finally and forcefully brought face to face with reality. And that reality is that much of the rest of the world is made of peoples and societies that are in no doubt about who they are. They're in no doubt about what they stand for. They're in no doubt about what a woman is. And more than anything else, they're in no doubt about what they believe. But years of cynical, intentionally destabilizing propaganda, nudging, and, and in fact downright political policy, have seen to it that we are a society riven and divided, atomized as never before, and set deliberately at one another's throats. I think the evidence is everywhere. And I think, above all, it's evidence of the hollow insincerity, the cynical manipulation of the many by the self-interested few. At the same time, I say that we do, we do have to face some uncomfortable facts and truths. What is being done to us now has been visited upon others in the world for decades if not for centuries, uh, always by the same few. We are suffering the wounds made by words, while those others in the wider world have suffered the wounds made of bombs and bullets. But it's all been wounding. And the globalist few, in pursuit of ever more wealth and power, They've seen to it that the rest of the world has suffered in the name of the West. The few want the oil 
and the rest, and in order to get their hands on it all, they have ruthlessly destabilised and or destroyed one population, one civilization after another. And always though, and this is crucial, it's civilians that suffer. Ordinary men, women and children, black, white and brown, and of any and every creed, it's civilians that suffer most. And always, I say that all lives matter or no lives matter. That's the choice. All lives matter or you accept that no lives matter. And what has been done to the rest of the world, well, it's, it's coming our way. And always that's for the same reason. Because those obsessed with power care not a jot who they hurt or how many they hurt. And they'll hurt us now just as easily as they would hurt anybody else. And the world has suffered on account of the West. There's no denying it. But I stress, I stress and stress again that by the West in this context, I, I mean not the mass of the people, not you and me, just people just hoping to go about their lives. What I mean is the narrow stratum of evil creatures that have by generations of policy, inflicted upon others untold suffering. It wasn't done by us, the people, but it was done in our name. And more to the point, it wasn't done by accident. Where we are now is where we were always supposed to be, at least from the point of view of the malevolent few that have sought, all but succeeded indeed, in taking control of the West and, more recently, the rest of the world. Just a few months ago, a person responding to the slogan Black Lives Matter, with the humble suggestion that all lives matter, would have been furiously shouted down as racist. And yet, and yet, what we have seen unfolding, most recently in the benighted Middle East, is surely shameful proof that when you get right down to it, only some lives matter. Now, I don't, I don't have the wisdom to make sense of what's going on, far less to come up with answers. But I will say that I can, I can, will and do only condemn any and all wickedness that sees to the deliberate ending of civilian life, the lives of children especially. And I look at the certainty of some, the determination of so many, so the, 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 I, I felt like that was a very kind of a somber way of looking at things. And um, Michelle, I actually wanted to play before we got off here. Um, what was that song that Scott sent me, uh, sent us? Oh, I can find it on YouTube right now. Yeah. So it on YouTube. this is where we want to go. We want to go into the presence of God, the Holy of Holies. This is um, a song that was played in Jerusalem. Not to keep going down. The first one is going to be... Um, <laughs> you played a lot after that. I did. That's I don't cool. think that that one's it. Either. This is it. This is it. I'm one million percent is on it. No, that's I'm not it. I'm one million percent on this. Okay. Okay. Yeah. If, if you want to play it. No, I do. I'm going to play the one he sent. Okay. Yep, that's right. <laughs> so we're going to go and play this, and I'm going to. I hope you guys don't mind. I'm going to talk over it a little bit so that we don't lose people. This week, we have um, a really, really important vote coming up here 
in Ohio. If you live in Ohio, or you know anybody that lives in Ohio, you need to tell them that they have to vote no. Vote no on issue one. This is a, it's the most vile bill in the entire nation. Go and watch our show from Friday. Lee and I are going to go out. I was actually hoping we could do this right now. We're going to have to do this right now. We don't have a lot of time, but we're going to do it. Stand in front of the sign that we have in our front yard and encourage everybody. We'll go live on Facebook. Please, you need to know in the entire nation, let me turn this down a little bit more. In the entire nation, this is the most radical bill for November 7th. All of the entire nation is looking at Ohio for this. They want to legalize abortion up to birth without any parental consent, which means any pedophile that rapes a child could drop that child off at Planned Parenthood and that child without, literally without informed consent because a child cannot be given informed consent because a child does not understand the consequences of an abortion, can sign their own consent form. Um, it opens the door because the bill is so ambiguous, ambiguously written to allow for possibly having legalized pedophilia in the future. Um, it's, it's that poorly written, but because there's no gender written in the bill and it just talks about reproductive rights, that means that a child could essentially get a gender change, take hormone blockers, get their uh, genitals cut off, all without parental consent at any age. That's what this onslaught's trying to do in Ohio. So we wanna encourage you guys, vote no and tell everybody that you know to vote no. Braille says, I just hope the voting is not rigged. Lee and I actually prayed against that last night. And it doesn't matter, voting rigged or not, before God, you have to go and vote. Like we have to go and vote no on this. It's, it's that important. Um, so really, really, really spread the word on that, please, I beg of you. And when we do this video on Facebook, please, if you are on Facebook, go and share it with everyone that you know. And then Patriot Gallery will then upload it here on Rumble. So I want you guys to go and share that. Also, my birthday is on Thursday. We're doing something a little different. So if you live semi-locally, you are invited to, um, we're going to be Candace Keller. She's a former state rep here in Ohio and she runs a pregnancy center. And she asked us to come and be her guests at their annual banquet for life. Um, and so you can go to the show and event page on resistancechicks.com and click on, on the show and event page, the show and event calendar there. It's a tab right at the top and all the information is there. So we're gonna be going to this banquet. There's a, a, an amazing special speaker. I'm pulling up his name right now. It's $30 a table, excuse me, a person, or you, can, or you can rent an entire table. But this is what I'm doing for my birthday. I'm gonna go and celebrate life in Westchester, Ohio. And um, I thought I had, oh, there it is. David Mahan, he's a, apparently he's a podcaster and has a very big following. I had never heard of him prior to this, but I'm really excited about it. Um, it is a fundraiser, which guys, they will provide for mothers and their children through their pregnancy center until that child is five years old. Diapers and clothing and, and food and things like that, which is just so huge. 
so epically huge. So if there's anything that you could be giving your money to that is good, it is this. So we're gonna have a good time. And so if you wanna come and celebrate my birthday evening with me, my 40th birthday, you are more than welcome to come. You can go to the website there. It's again on the show and event calendar, friendsofpregnancychoice.net and register to come. You can bring your family and we'll, we'll celebrate life for my birthday. So you guys are definitely invited if you live within driving distance of Westchester, Ohio, and you wanna hang out um, and celebrate life with me on my birthday. That would be really fun. Uh, so it's definitely, definitely for a good cause. All right. Let's see if there's any um, other comments here. And thank you guys for the happy birthday wishes. You guys are awesome. Leah, do we have anything else? Um, visit ITM Trading. Um, you guys know that we are all about gold and silver. And the money of Israel, the money of heaven is gold and silver. The New Jerusalem, uh, you mean. Jerusalem. Not money. Israel. Um, God's Israel. God's Israel. God's yeah, Israel. We too. are Israel. Okay. And don't forget to visit Vicky Natali. Um, I wanted to have her on our show to guys show you all the stuff that she has um, with the OBE uh, products. Um, it's organicbodyessentials.com. Organicbodyessentials.com and use promo code RC. I have to tell you, my favorite product there besides this one that Leah just held up, which is the Flawless Face Serum, mm -hmm. is the CBD tincture. Mm -hmm. Okay. I, I can't tell you how I managed to make it through some really, really painful times. I've actually found a chiropractor that has obliterated my hip pain, which is just praise the Lord. I didn't even know that that was going to ever be possible. Um, but before that, like two months ago, mm -hmm. I was having excruciating hip pain and Vicky Natale's tincture was the only thing that worked. Yeah. I tried everything. All I right, everything. and so Michelle's birthday is November 9th. If you guys want to send any cards uh, to tell her how awesome she is, you do our not PO need box. To do that. Yes, you do. Uh, 107 Milford, Ohio, 45150. Just let Michelle know how much you appreciate her uh, because I don't do it enough. And uh, yes, Sherry um, uh, sent us this video. It's the same artist, but this is just from three two days Sherry ago. Sherry says, I just received my gold and silver order this week. Woo! That oh gosh, is so, so awesome. Exciting. Oh, that's awesome. Um, so Sherry just sent, sent this song earlier, and this is the same artist singing Jews and Arabs worshiping together. You won't be able to talk over it if you do that, that's fine. You deserve the glory. Oh. Okay, let me turn this down while it plays. I can talk over this. What I, the other thing I wanted to tell you guys. It's totally down. Hang on. Turn up there a little signals. Um, tonight, we're going to go see God of Heaven and Earth. Uh, we're going to be at the Newport on the Levee at 6.30 in downtown Kentucky. I guess that's, or, or, it's, it's in Kentucky, downtown Cincinnati, across the street, across the river there. I'll get it out. Across the river from downtown Cincinnati is what I meant to say. In Newport, Kentucky at 6.30, we're going to see God of Heaven and Earth. If you can take your family to go and see it, I want to highly encourage you guys to do that. The other thing is After Death from the makers of The Chosen and The Sound of Freedom, which was on, I took a picture last night. I went online at, the, at Redbox and look was on their front page. The Sound of Freedom. That was their main movie that they were advertising for on Redbox last night. So super cool. So the makers of Sound of Freedom, 
Um, they're doing after death. So we're you can get buy one, get one free tickets like in sections of 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, and 100, and so on and so forth, which do not all have to be used at the same time. Right. So we're going to be doing that this week as well. worshiping and singing out brought me to wow. my knees so good and if you there's a, a lot in like russian that like a lot of uh shalom jesus vive um i'm not my my google translate isn't working but the google translates are really powerful so um yeah, there's just so many comments on this from all over the world where this is what unites people as uh, Adonai. It's the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, the Prince of Peace. So, Father God, I just lift up the Middle East. I just lift up um, all these people who are hungry and desiring what they want is you, what they want is a home, what they want is peace. I ask you to bring down uh, these deep staters. I ask you to bring down the darkness. And I ask you, Father God, to just to just blow your wind over 
Israel and over Palestine and over this area of whatever we want to call this region. I just pray, Father God, that you blow your wind over it. I pray that you open up hearts, you open up minds. I pray that our message is still able to get out. I pray against censorship. I thank you, Father God, that our message is going to reach whoever yes. it needs to meet because it's me because it's your message. I thank you, Father God, that on the wings of the Holy Spirit, even uh, the rocks will cry out. So as we continue to hammer the darkness and bring light to the darkness, I thank you, Father God, that you are blowing the, the, the doors wide open, that you cannot censor the Holy Spirit spirit because the earth belongs to, to God. And I just rebuke Satan from trying to stop this message from yes, going wow. out, from Amen. going forth. I thank she you, Father really God, that from Berlin to the United States, that Rashida Talib is going to come to know Jesus in a yes, mighty, powerful on, way. I thank you, Hallelujah. Father God, that all of these Muslims in the streets are going to have an encounter with Jesus, with the real God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And they are going to make these European countries wonderful because they are devout in their belief system and that they are devout to Jesus. Yeshua, then they will be kind, they will be loving, they won't try to, to harm anyone. And I just rebuke this and I pray for revival, Father God, to happen in the UK. I pray, Father God, for morality to be great again. And I lift up all those who have been censored from a Calvin Robinson to um, a Mark Stein, to all these different people that uh, Neil was referring uh, to all the, the censorship and have the landmines. And I feel that today, Father God, I was talking with mom last night knowing that, you know, we had a, busy, a video, uh, one of our Sunday or Friday videos reached 80,000 people and then uh, our Friday video reached 400 people. This is this is a dark uh, regime that would uh, wish to um, destroy what it is that God has to, to, to speak to the nations. And so we say whether it's Facebook or YouTube, you can't stop the message of God. That's right. And it will, you cannot, the, the anointing of the Holy Spirit can't be shut behind a door or even shut behind a, a, a computer screen. We just rebuke any sort of uh, frequency from these towers. I pray, Father God, that you bring them down in Jesus' name so we don't have to blame them, so we can blame, what, blame the devil and the source of this evil and that you take it out at the root right now in Jesus' name that you uproot the evil and the anger. And so all of a sudden in these in these streets, Father God, they'll say, I just love you and I just love you. And we're just going to pray that, um, that that anything that was stolen will be given back, that there will be justice for anybody who is hurt, but there will be forgiveness that will flow. And as, as you know that you need forgiveness and you will forgive your brother. And that's what Jesus was trying to say. Yes. He was trying to tell the Arabs and the Muslims and the Jews that you have to forgive yourself. You have to be forgiving yourself if you want to be forgiven. And you have to love your neighbor. What do you trying to say is Jews and Palestinians, you have to love your neighbor as yourself. Yes. That's who he is referring to. That's who he's talking to. Um, and right now, recognizing that there are evil people. And I just pray, Father God, that you show us who the Pharisees and the Sadducees are. And that's not who Jesus was referring to when he said, love your neighbor or turn the other cheek. Because Jesus did not turn the other cheek to the Pharisees and the Sadducees. And I pray, Father God, you give everybody discerning of spirits to know when they are turned turn the other cheek and when they are to stand and, and, wow. and fight for what's righteous Amen. and just. And so, Father God, I just pray for love to overflow everybody and it be your love. And I pray for dreams and visions. And Father God, that everybody's television or screens will just go blank and all of a sudden they'll just hear a voice from on high saying, come to me. Um, I want to wash you from your sins. You do need to for be forgiven. There is a real heaven. There is a real hell. Yeah. And the, 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 Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Wow, so good. All right, you guys. Remember, this coming Wednesday, Brad Cummings on Revelation Red Pill. Super excited about that. Going to blow your mind. Blow so your 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. You want to tune in. Also, be visiting BardsNation.com. Become a part of the community. Click join the community. Everyone over there is having a fabulous time. They're they're loving the new app over there. Or I guess I should say 
Dude. website you can use it on your cell phone you can use it on your pc you can use it on your apple whatever um but the community that's over there mm -hmm. is absolutely phenomenal so very excited about bardsnation.com community.bardsnation.com really excited about mm. everything that's going on over there um last but not least i'm going to remind you one more time and i know i sound like a broken record on tuesday it's not enough to want to vote no if you live in ohio mm -hmm. get out and vote no Mm -hmm. get out and vote no please 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 lee and i will be voting no on issues one and two mm -hmm. i'm not going to tell you what to vote on issue two i'm telling you what to vote on issue I'm one i'm going to tell you what to vote on issue two vote for no we don't want a bunch of potheads you know put it in the constitution stinking tuition okay and also old school old school survival bootcamp.com old school survival bootcamp.com may 17th through the 19th in 2024 they just dropped our profile page um, yesterday. So very excited about that. So go and visit oldschoolsurvivalbootcamp.com and register, get your tickets. I know you guys, a lot of you missed out on last year. Like I want to go this year. The earlier you get your tickets, the more money you save every month that goes by between now and now and May, the price of the tickets goes up. So, uh, thank you guys for being here. We love you. God loves you. God bless. Oh, and Patriot Gallery did some absolutely phenomenal shows this week, by the way. Let me pull up our Rumble channel. And if you ever want to watch Patriot Gallery shows, she has her own category on our website, so you can just check that out. Um, but on our Rumble page, you can go to rumble.com um, forward slash resistance chicks and see the videos that she's put up. Part one and two of War or Peace, The Tale of Two Kingdoms, The Kingdom of God. Those are so, yeah. so, so good. Well, so click go on that one. She's out. got... I'm not um, screen sharing yet. Oh, okay. This was really, um, I liked um, where she went here. She always starts with like, this music is hilarious. No, she's, it's awesome. She does a great listen, job. Listen, listen. We, we have no listening. Just unmute it. Oh, it's so like intense. Is that what you're saying? Yes. Yeah, I'm creeped out. She had this guy on. Patriot Gallery says, send candy, LOL, PG here. <laughs> Mom. Mom wants candy? This is so it's funny. a joke. I think Mom was kidding, you know. To have sound money based on sound principles, right? Well, governments, you know, have a tendency not to like to do that because that puts restrictions around their spending and their wealth transfer, right? Exactly. Exactly. I was um, fortunate enough to receive a scholarship back to Wall Street. This was back in 19... 80 something, I'm not sure of the exact date, okay? But at the end of that six week um, uh, training session in Wall Street, we were, we were at the, at the uh, Marquis Marriott on Broadway, top of the, I mean, top of the food chain. We, we had uh, the, the final speaker that came to address us was Paul Volcker, chairman of the Federal Reserve. And in a nutshell, he, he basically blew my mind, frankly, because here I, I've been trained on how to, how to do mutual funds, how to, how to do FX trading and the whole nine yards, how to make millions. Really. But at the end of the day, here's Volcker telling me, it doesn't matter, this is all paper. He said, you, until you put it into gold, you have nothing. Right. This whole, whole message was giving us saying. connections to buy, Did you the, you whether it's Kruger. He went and he heard the chairman of the Federal Reserve. And he used all these mutual funds and all these people in the stock market. And he said, none of this matters because it's all paper. And until you put it into gold, it does. it's not real wealth. Or maple leaves or whatever uh, in the, in the mint series editions and having them put offshore. And that just was so, when I spent six weeks learning how to do mutual funds and how to analyze stocks and bonds and, and all of that, when in the, at the end of the day, he's telling me this is all paper, it doesn't matter. You take, and he actually used the term goy. Uh, this is for the consumption of the goy, not for you. Now, what is that? I, I, it was not part of my vernacular, but I learned what it meant. And so I just said, well, okay, um, 
good advice, but I honestly thought, Lynette, that Chairman Volcker was a little bit old and eccentric and didn't wasn't with the times. And the fiat money exchange, the thing that really makes fiat work historically, for at least for a time being at the transition phase, is war. Thank you. That was one of the things that I also wanted to bring up. Yeah. That's why so we're at war we now. see that the, the world is shaping up just, just much like it did in the 1930s uh, before World War II. The gentleman named Albert Pike wrote a letter to Giuseppe Mazzini. It was, this was well documented. It was in the British Museum, a series of, of letters. And Albert Pike outlined the, the three major world wars and how it would unfold and why. The Third World War would be the, the, to fight the world into utter exhaustion, making it uh, such a, a terrible cataclysm that everybody would just roll over and do whatever the power brokers wanted, which is really what we're talking about here. An elite, elite few that have sold out um, their birthright. I, I agree with that 100%, because if you're dependent upon this crap, you know, yeah. then, then when, that, when they take that away, when it, it has no purchasing power value. It's just the confidence that keeps it in circulation and people still willing to work with it and when they created this scheme, they knew that people marry the legal money of the state. So it's been pretty easy. And they don't tell you what money is. They, they don't teach that. They should teach that in grade school. But then nobody would cooperate. And, you know, we are watching, because I, I do have to make um, this comment on the war between Hamas and Israel, what's going on there. It's, it's horrendous. But I do also look at, you know, the war between Russia and U Ukraine as well. And war is something that always accompanies these currency regime shifts because it distracts you and it also justifies, right? So now I'm reading, yeah, I'm, I'm reading headlines and saying, oh, well, this war will tip the world into recession. The world is already in or headed toward recession. Okay. So that All right. So good. Yep. So good. So that is the answer to every problem right now. And yeah. especially the fake fiat dollar, which is why we're trying, we actually went and taught some kids what real money is. Real money actually has, uh, what, what is money? It has an intrinsic value. Yep. There's, there's five, uh, in, you know, uses for, uh, five qualities of, of real money. It lasts, it's universally recognized. Uh, it has intrinsic value. It can be used for things. Um, and so that's why gold and silver has, and always will be money. Yes. Nothing else is money because nothing else holds its value. The only nothing else uh, anything else used. is just a stand-in for real money. Exactly. It's not real so money. So that's why we, we push it so hard. But what we're seeing with the wars is a wealth transfer, and then mm. they'll blame the war while they print trillions of dollars, and they get richer, and we right. um, not so richer. So in the comment section, uh, Sear was commenting and, and saying that I, uh, that Sherry was boasting and it was unchristian of her to say, be excited about getting her gold and silver. It's boasting in your wealth and yada, yada, yada. This coin right here, spot price of $25. You could get it for $35 with a premium. If you have one of these, I actually will say you are wealthy. This does not equal wealth, okay? I want all of you, when you get your gold and silver, to be jumping in the chat, to be excited, because to be saying, I got just, it, I got it, I got it. It's not, it, here's the thing. She didn't just say, I just got a raise and I got $100,000. She said, I am transferring my paper dollars to constitutional money. Exactly. And that's what she was excited about because it's a big leap to transfer your paper dollars to that's constitutional money. That's like saying, money. Jesus healed my blind eyes and you're going around saying you healed my blind eyes is boasting. Or, or I stopped smoking. Yeah. Because the paper dollar I'm is I'm not smoking an, anymore. An, yes, you should tell everybody. I stopped counterfeiting with this much amount of my money. Exactly. I stopped being a criminal with this much amount of my money. Right. And guys, can we please stop in the chat trying to correct everybody about everything? Like, I'm serious. It's okay for somebody to leave a comment. And if you don't agree with it, you don't have to, like, say anything. You don't have to be mean and rude. 
Like you don't. We don't have to do that. You can disagree though. No, you can disagree. But what I'm saying is, you don't have to correct. Like you don't that's have to boasting. correct. Yeah, that's boasting. Like you, you don't have to do that. First of all, in this specific instance, you're wrong. But if it was done in love, yeah, fine. Uh, if it's done in love, just kind of let it flow, right? Yeah. Okay. You did say. You did say. You, she's, you just said, I didn't say the word wealthy. Your comment was, there is no sin in saving for your family. Boasting about your wealth to strangers in a chat room, not knowing that others can't afford food, is disheartening. So yes, you did say the word wealthy, boasting about your wealth. Getting gold and silver does not make you wealthy. And I you can just transferred your dollars to, to, to something else. It's not, and, that's, and that's the difference. That's what you have to understand. Dollars... I just you're not, traded. You're not supposed to. It's you just traded. She transferred. She and transferred. So what that tells me, Sierra, is that you don't understand that this is real money, right? Yet, and that's okay. You you don't understand that this is actual God's money mm -hmm. because when you're you're literally turning in counterfeit money you for real money. This is not a purchase. Yeah, you shouldn't have to buy it. You shouldn't have. Do to, you have? Okay. Do you go and buy paper? Do you go and buy paper dollars? Right. You should. And so different states are making it so that if you somebody don't... were to say, I took some digital money that I have and I converted it to paper dollars, would you say that they were then boasting in their wealth because they made some sort of conversion? This is literally, I converted something that's counterfeit so you used... into something that's real. So you used to be able to redeem these for, you used to be able to redeem your paper dollar for gold and silver straight up. Yes. Uh, and then it, it was a corrupt governments that made it so that you didn't have to. Now, several states are making it so that it's not taxed. It's not treated yeah. like a commodity or a purchase. Right. right. It's actually just I'm trading it because it's actually a huge sacrifice right now. Right. It's actually not boasting. Right. It's a I you don't have boasting, to boasting, access the paper like, dollars. I just bought a Lamborghini. Yeah. If, if somebody had come in the chat and said that, Sear... I actually would have been okay with you going, what is, like, did you really, because, like, why would you come in here and do that? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Really like, that's, rude. like, are you serious? I got a brand new, like, there's starving kids in Africa. We are encouraging, and we need people to be the bankers. And we need people to be telling people that they've done it so that it takes, it's so not that weird. Pe more people will do it. Yeah. Whatever you do, do not be silent. When you get your gold and silver, go and tell everybody. Mm -hmm. I have done this thing because we need, especially people in the patriot movement. Because what and, it does. In, in the body of Christ. Is you're starving the system yeah. of the ability to do the wars. Yes. So every time you take some of your paper dollars, you're taking them out of the system and you're starving the system. Yes. You're so. starving. It's the starving of the system. Okay. Sierra, you've had some phenomenal comments here today and I'm really glad that you are here. So don't, please forgive me, my calling out, your calling out as anything rude or anything like that. I just want to kind of establish what's what we're talking about when we talk about gold and silver. Okay. I'm very glad and if you're, you're struggling here. for food. Um, I, I don't know um, what we can do at, right at this moment, but I want to pray for people who are struggling to pay food yes. because there are people, that's what we're doing our show. And Father God, I just lift up people who are struggling to buy food. I thank you, Father God, that you're going to turn the system down. You're going to bring down yes. the paper dollar system Amen. Amen. so that people who are working really hard can have their farms, can grow their land, and can grow their food. And ha and I just pray that you feed every single one of your children. Amen. I thank you, Father God, that you're opening up doors for them to grow food, to have uh, healthy animals. And I pray, Father God, you give them strategies and, and open doors to get chickens and animals and, and apple trees. And I thank you, Father God, for, for leftover produce that they're going to grab. And I just thank you, Father God, that they're... You, you will feed your people, and I ask you to do this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. And give everybody it? land so yeah. they can grow their own food. Amen. All right. We love you. God loves you. God bless. Remember, it's not just a conspiracy theory. If it's actually the truth, we'll see you for Kingdom Roundtable tomorrow night, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, streaming live on Kingdom Roundtable and Rumble did, and Resistance did Neil Rumble. Did stream today? I'm not sure. I mean, I can go look. 
real quick. I had told Pastor Neil Peterson because he already had our login to our Facebook. I don't Facebook, see it. Um, to I don't start see Neil streaming, streaming to, to the resistance chick. Did he stream to your page? Maybe. I don't know. I hope not. Mm -hmm. Well, even if it did, that's fine. Let me let's let's check that out. Um, to stream the church ser his church services every Sunday before we go live. That's uh -huh. no, that's I need me Michelle. Can't you just hit the? Well, straight. I can. I just make sure I'm not screen sharing. Oh. I try not to log into my account ever. Oh, that's when true. When we're on here, just uh -huh. to be on the safe side. Um, no. Oh, so he didn't. So he was going to start streaming his church to resistance. Well, we'll see. Tricks. It was just it just happened this week. So stay tuned. Yeah. Maybe this Sunday, next Sunday, mm -hmm. you can look for Pastor Neil Peterson to stream his live stream right here to resistancechicks.com, or excuse me, to Resistance Chicks Facebook. So, mm. okay. I think that that's it. I've already Thanks said my goodbye. Coming, I can't say another goodbye, but we are so glad that you guys are here. I know one of you had an issue signing up for emails, but many of you still are not. So you can go to resistancechicks.com and sign up. Click join the resistance. And yeah. don't forget the show and event calendar page. Familiarize yourself with it. You can actually add our calendar to your calendar on Google Calendar if you mm -hmm. want to, um, which is really, really cool. And that way all of our shows are in your calendar and you can mm -hmm. plan for them. And anything new that comes up, it'll yeah. show up in your calendar, which is really neat. So, all right, we'll see you guys next time right here from resistancechicks.com. We're so glad you're part of the Resistance Chicks family. Oh.